Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. Episode 15, back in the barn, Jay, George, and I spoke with Gianni Grippo and Aaron Hurl. Gianni is one of the top young competitors of his generation on the world stage. He's a six-time Pan American champion, four-time world champion. Young man, we got some fantastic insight on the uh, the training, the preparation that goes into competing on this type of a major stage. Also spoke with Erin Hurl, uh, BJJ Brown Belt, a powerful competitor. She's a sports writer. She's also a sports photographer and lent us uh, even more insight into the lifestyle that goes along with competing on a national stage. As always, thank you very much to everyone who listens to this podcast worldwide. We appreciate the, uh, the support. If you want to get in touch with us, greatnortheastbjj.com. Head over there, click on the Contact Us button, and uh, write whatever you'd like. Um, please subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be fantastic. If you want to write us a review, that would be fantastic as well. That stuff always helps. And of course, if you'd like, just search on Great Northeast BJJ in your favorite podcast application. All right, here we go. Gianni Grippo and Aaron Hurl. made a mix CD for a guy that was on my in my chemistry class and um, now he is on the Royals and his name is Mike Moustakis. Nice. Wow, no kidding. Yes. Rolling. And what you, was the, and what you, was the mix tape? I don't even remember. Was this I like a know. romantic mixtape? I tried, but he was <laughs> I mean it just because he was who he was. Yeah. He, have you seen him chew gum? No, no. no looks like he's constantly <laughs> chewing gum. Nice. Hmm. I don't. That's what show is this? <laughs> what are we talking about? Mike Mustakis plays for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, oh, he's currently Ro- oh. out with like a torn ACL, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we graduated together. And, nice. and Mike, no, Matt Dominguez, he was on the Mariners, but I think he went Marlins. down to Marlins. Sure. And I think he went down in the minors. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't as popular. So but what was on the mixtape? I don't remember. <laughs> I would like to know what's on the mixtape. Right? Yeah, see, it's some, something maybe I you should be mad about, Gianni. <laughs> I never got a mixtape. Yeah, uh, what the hell? I don't think there's uh, okay. mixtapes going anymore. If you check his phone thing. right now, it's all the music I listened to in high school. We're rolling. Oh. <laughs> should, we, should we do the intro now? Should we, should we start this thing? Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast, starring the Big Woo <laughs> and I. And today, I believe it's episode 15, season one, episode 15. 15. Um, we're back in the studio, back in the barn, critical electric sound um, in East Kingston, New Hampshire. Feels and good to have, be back here, I'll tell it you. It does. It does. We got the pond. We got the, the Riddler, the Riddler cooking us steaks. Uh, but we have two guests today, and uh, we're super stoked to have them. Um, they came and did a seminar with us, and we trained with them. And we've you know, seen them around all over the place and been to seminars with them. And So we have Aaron Hurley and Gianni Grippo. 
Um, thank you guys so much for coming out and training with us. And uh, thank you for coming on the the Great Northeast <laughs> BJJ podcast. No, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Um, 13 countries. 13 countries. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're all over the place. I mean, you guys listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you prob- most of you probably don't understand English, and that's why it's so uh, <laughs> so awesome. Like nobody in America listens, but it's all like, why you, are you listening to us? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you What are you hearing that you like? It's like one of those guys that lives in Japan. And he learned to speak English by <laughs> oh. watching television. If he's learning to speak English by listening Family to the podcast, <laughs> he's going to be very offensive. Can you imagine if someone did learn how to speak English from listening to you and I? It's not a good way to do It'd be it. Be amazing. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Um, they would think that fuck is an adjective. Wow. <laughs> an adjective, a noun, everything. I mean, it's pretty much you fuck. Every <laughs> That's you my fucking favorite. fuck. Yeah, it's, like a, it's my favorite. It's, it lifts everything. Up. Everything. <laughs> um, it's punctuation also. <laughs> totally goes to the beginning and the ends of sentences. Fuck the fucking fuckers. <laughs> That's a good one. My favorite uh, sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, your second hey, time. What we got to do the sponsors? <sighs> I don't know. I never liked them. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, they're kind of weird. Um, brought to you today by CrashKimonos.net. Crash Kimonos, um, designed in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Belts, geese, rash guards, patches. Um, Short, uh, shorts, yeah. oh, yeah, fight shorts, all kinds, everything, anything you want. If you contact crashkimonos.net, they'll make you whatever you want, I'm sure. Ask for Abe and tell him we sent you. That's right, that's right. Although, probably don't tell him we sent you. Yeah, they so do. He probably won't get anything. <laughs> um, also brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company, the greatest, the greatest soap company on earth. I heard of some others, yeah, but they're super <laughs> lame, super lame. Um, and our soap is made with magical stuff. That we can't even tell you about, and no other soap company can can say that. So, who won the battle today between Tortuga Soap and the other one? Who do you think? Always the other one. Always the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking Gianni won. Yeah, yeah he did. He won. He won. Um, he won. We got another sponsor. Yep. Port, Port City Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Uh, located in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, check us out at www.portcitybjj.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we've got three black belts under Roberto Maya that teach there. High-level jiu-jitsu training, a little bit of something for everybody. Um, come and check us out. First week's free. Little, uh, I'm taking George's mic keep, away. You better keep talking. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, 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 I guess we've decided that George shouldn't talk anymore. He's killing that mic. Probably a good idea. Yeah, that, you know, I can't. So so welcome back guys. I was I was stoked that you guys were going to come up again. I've been looking forward to it for a while on my birthday, which is awesome. Nice. Happy birthday again. <laughs> Thank you. Um and you guys got the uh the Manchester also known as Manch Vegas experience last night, huh? Man. What? Yeah, that was a mis- You guys went to Manchester? There was nothing That's where to they do. stayed. No, well, you, you oh, not only not yeah. only is there nothing to oh, do, we up did a seminar. Well, yeah, but but if we'd known, we we went we passed by like fifteen hotels on the way here. I'm like, why didn't we just stay here yeah, last I night? <laughs> this looks so much nicer. Yeah. Yeah, or we, I mean, the ho- we we enjoy the hotels. We just stayed in there like the whole hotels. time. Did you stay in like the courtyard, or is it a Hilton right downtown? Courtyard. Yeah, yeah. No, it's right by the airport one. Near a whole. Oh yeah, which yeah. is fine. Even but 
Yeah, the Whole just... Foods saved us. Uh, then we watched a lot of TV. Um, <laughs> and Which then and then we were, we were literally getting delirious. And then um, we ended up getting in the car and said, you know what, I'm just going to put downtown Manchester like into GPS. And then we drove down there, could not find anything. Uh, we went by a college and then another college and ended up in Dairy Field. <laughs> uh, and then You're found here, a Mexican yeah. food place, uh, and that was pretty then good. It, that was okay. Uh, Us New Hampshireites are known for our Mexican food, I guess. You know, I read the reviews, and people said I'm from San Diego, and I can attest to this. And I was all right, okay, that those are people that know. So You're yeah. from LA. What did you I am. I, it was all right. It was okay. It nice. was all right. It, it was that. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, not for a, you uh, for you New York people. That's Manhattan. They're on the news pretty much on a daily basis. For what? Nothing um, good. Bon Jovi, <laughs> not bon being Jovi on the Little League World Series. <laughs> Bro- punctuated you know, people mostly. Arrested. <laughs> Kiss tribute band arrested for you know doing something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really boring. Yep. So well, I went to college up there. Yeah, which one? Really, it's real, Saint Anselm. Did we have, no, did we, we didn't pass, pass by we that, didn't one. Pass that one. Yeah, you you would know it if you passed it. It's a really nice campus, but mm. really difficult place for someone like me to go to school. So there's lots of rules. There was lots of rules at St. A's. Like you couldn't have girls in your dorm uh, after like I would have been fine with that six o'clock. <laughs> I would have had no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, after my after my freshman year, I was not I was not allowed to stay on campus anymore. They're like you player. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't really on, wasn't really that specifically. Just a lot of the general Catholic rules that they have were not I was not good at those. So, was not invited to to stay on campus anymore. I got to stay in the school, but had to live off campus for the rest of my 4 years. So, you guys are both like living jujitsu, right? I mean, making making all your money yep. from yeah. jujitsu. Um yeah, That's pretty much. <laughs> How's I that? Mean, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, we're kind of relying on on him right now. Um, because, I'm the maker. Uh, yeah, nice yeah. breadwinner, sugar daddy. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you know, I got the degree. I was doing pretty well, and then uh, lost the magazine job that I had at Gracie Mag. And from then, I was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll get some writing jobs." And I got a little bit here and there, but uh, nothing I serious. I don't really think we appreciated the the magazine job until we lost it. Until yeah, we right. lost you know, it, until we're like, "Oh wow, actually, nice, that was a, that was a good paycheck every yeah. month." Nice Canon you know? sixty <laughs> with some nice, nice. lenses and uh, the ability to travel, and they would pay for that if I was covering the tournaments. I mean, it was definitely difficult because I had to cover the tournaments and then compete in them as well. Right. Um, <laughs> it's hard to switch that on and off. There was one New York Open where literally, like, I'm getting ready to coach Erin, and I'm like, where is she, by the way? She was like, ne- next match. And she was actually in her gi taking pictures. Nice. Yeah, and, and she then was I got demolished. And then, yeah, so oh, that, just, yeah. that just wasn't working. I yeah. still blame yeah. the non-air-conditioned gym. Yeah, well, if you go to oh, New, York New York Open, Open. I've heard about it. It's oh, bad. Yeah. It's oh, bad. Yeah. I, I kind of just gave up on competing in that tournament. I was oh, like, I boycott it now. <laughs> I think I did it last I, summer. Last summer I did it, and it was, and Andrea was there. It was like she spent the day in the gym. It was sweltering, as Riddler is assaulting me with the foam. <laughs> it's okay, dude. I'm really sorry. 
No, no, no. Listen, no, we, uh, you got to treat I don't have talent. to deal with this. All we're, right. I was only there for just to watch on Sunday. I was teaching a seminar in, in Texas on Saturday, so I, I had a good excuse not to be there. Right. And I was there on Sunday, and you you never see a tournament where it's like the the comp- I mean, of course, the competitors are working out there; they're sweating, but to the point where the mats were soaked. Oh yeah, all of them. I've never seen anything like that That's before. To where they slip. To where they had to have like a towel at each mat, and in between matches, they'd have to wipe it down for anybody. It didn't yeah. matter who it was guy girl you know big guy small guy they were just it was so hot in there that anyone was sweating like crazy in there it was nasty (laughs) and i heard it was that it was this way again this year right yeah yeah that's what it was going back to this place i mean that's that's it's a good sized place but for whatever reason i I don't know if it's the organization itself or the venue but they're not turning on the ac in there which is crazy it's in a basement they don't have it in there they have it in all the hallways around it in the locker rooms but then i want to think that that's true because they should realize after like two or three years of this that everyone's dying because the refs are dying and the admin table i mean they're all experienced i mean i'm just standing there and i lost like two pounds of just sweating i wasn't even doing it's an easy way to cut weight yeah Yep, and that's in a t-shirt and shorts. Imagine the refs like in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, Did you guys meet at a tournament? No, no. No. We met at a gym though. Yeah, we met at uh, Ryan Hall's gym actually in in Washington D.C. But that's not really where we we we, we were already friends on Facebook. Yeah, because I knew who he was. Um, and then when I like I was going there because the guy who introduced me to jujitsu, Kenny Savercool, he trained under Ryan, and then I had this dramatic thing where I was dating a guy and then not dating him who actually was training at Lloyd Irvin's and I used the ticket anyways, the, the plane ticket and stayed with Kenny, trained at Ryan's and then I knew that Gianni was in town as well. Yeah, I used to go to Ryan's every once in a while for like a week at a time during the summer just nice. training with him because I knew he was similar to my game so I would right. try to like meet up with him and, and then Aaron happened to be there at the same time so... Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, he was really shy and didn't really talk to me. No, I didn't. But um, <laughs> I remember that he, uh, I asked Kenny about Gianni. I said, like, what, what is he like? like? What's his personality like? And he said, well, if, if you were at a drinking fountain and Gianni was next in line, he'd say, save some water for the fishes. And <laughs> <laughs> think that's, yeah, uh, I probably I think say it's that. pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I tried like talking to him and I had this pulling guard zine that I was doing and I was creating online content and I had like a, a little recorder thing. I forget what they're called. They don't make them anymore. Everyone used to have them yeah, at the tournaments. Yeah, yeah. totally. Right. You just plug it straight in. Um, and I said, can you teach a technique? And he did. And then uh, I had him you know, on the site and everything. And then I would try to talk to him on Facebook after that and he just wouldn't even like answer me. What's up, dude? Well, wow. I, I was very sheltered and so any girl talking to me until like 21 i was like what is this girl doing <laughs> what, what is she, she talking to me yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i can't yeah. talk to you gianni playing hard to get yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i ended up working out that way yeah and then i was like okay gracie mag is having me do this like east coast tour i'm gonna go visit all like the gracie mag association gyms write about them and I'm going to be in New York, and some, and then he was like, "Let's just stay with me, like at my at my parents' house." And I was like, "Uh, okay," because I was looking for somewhere to stay, so it was cheaper. And then we, I ended up just staying there the full like three weeks. Yeah, you were supposed to go to like a bunch of different places. You're like, ah, no. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. Yeah, and then good. his parents were like, "Who is this girl? <laughs> She's living well, here. What is she doing?" Because they see that I started acting like differently. I started being more outgoing and more like doing other things. And obviously, I was still very sheltered. Then it took me. It took Aaron a while to get me out of my shell. <laughs> right. But but then they're like, 
was this girl like corrupting our, our child here? <laughs> right. So like, you know, we'd have, of course we were in like separate rooms and everything like that, you know, of course in my parents' house and then we understood that, but you know, it's just kind right. of like, I, I had to ease my parents into it. You know? Break them in. You know, anything that would go weird, you know, they'd be like, is it something Aaron did? Oh, that Aaron. <laughs> and then right. it was like... That girl I from had, California. Yeah. I went there <laughs> She's bringing these the, new ideas. The winter, yeah, I went there during the winter time. And then by the time I came to visit, like in the summer, I was like really scared of wearing shorts because of the tattoos on my legs. Oh. And I just felt like they were going to judge me for it. And I think they did for about a day. Yeah, I think they <laughs> did. But now, you know, Gianni's younger brother came home with like three tattoos. So they're probably going to blame that on me as well. Oh, yeah. Right, bad at the California. Wow. Aaron told him he could do that. Right? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, boy. well, I, I, it's funny because I, he came in and he was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a G for Grippo and it's going to be this type of font. And I'm like, no, it's like gang font. You don't want that. And I'm like, what about this? And then uh, I showed it to him and he was all into it and then he's like, okay, I'm going to get it today. And I was like, why don't you think about it? He's like, well, I'm going to go talk to the guy but I might get it today. And I was like, yeah, He's just, gonna get just it think about it. And he came <laughs> right. home with it's it. For the rest of your the, life. With like the ugly writing. Like it was like kind of old English, kind yeah. of like not, just super gang-like. Yep. Should have um, gone with Ariel Bold type. G. So yeah, it was like, uh, I, I had to tell them like, I try wasn't me. to make it wasn't prettier. <laughs> like little storybook G, you know? Like how they have the big G before they start a sentence. Yeah, and like it's, it's, it's beautiful. dressed up and yeah. some color maybe. You know, and he was all into the, that. And then, an illuminated letter, you mean. And then I'm yeah. pretty sure he only had a certain amount of money. Oh. And he was like, kind of like put some change oh, on the, on the table. Is like, what will this get me? Tattoo, you got to go for, you <laughs> know, yeah. don't go cheap. We're yeah. lucky no, to have, easy. we're lucky to have some, uh, a fantastic tattoo dude at our place. You right. met him, like, you met him, Corey. That's Corey. Oh, really? Is oh. Corey there today? Yeah, he's uh, really. Yeah, he's yeah, all into Pokemon, and so yeah. am I. So yeah. maybe he'll give me a deal on a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> you should go see him. He, yeah. uh, he's, he's actually like. <laughs> Yeah. So I think maybe somewhat famous, like he's for more building than machines. Somewhat famous. He, he's world oh, famous. Wow. Yeah, like he yeah. builds the tattoo machines yeah. and and sells them to all these yeah. other people. I don't know much about he's super it, creative. obviously, but yeah, yeah he makes killer. amazing tattoo That's, machines. Wow. Yeah. Um, Do you guys mind just sort of uh, popping up and doing a little bit of background, just for people who are catching up with with this? So, like uh, Johnny, when did you actually start? Uh, working with the jujitsu, he was thing. ten. Oh. Yeah, I was ten when I was. 10. <laughs> I was 10. This was a trivia question at the <laughs> seminar. Yeah. I don't want to give anybody guess, the answers if I they go to I a have Johnny more, seminar. I have more, more oh, of the right. stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> I won something. Let's, we're not going to say what though. Keeps you clean. But, but maybe in Johnny's words. Oh, okay. Yeah. I speak for Gianni. <laughs> no, that's usually my job. Right. I'm his interpreter. <laughs> no, so I started training when I was 10 years old. Um, I did a lot of different th- a lot of different sports when I was younger. I started off with like I did karate when I was a kid. I, I you know I was my dad did ski lessons for me like the very first day that I did karate as well. So he threw me into a bunch of things all at once. I I got into swim teams. I I even got into boxing. I did some like amateur matches when I was like eight or nine years old yeah that sucked (laughs) (laughs) i was like i would no like in the gym i was actually very good like you know especially after a while um but then when i would go in there i would just get super tense and i mean of course i'm like eight or nine i was like 60 pounds and (laughs) i would just i had this really good jab i had a very fast jab everyone always said the jab was good but that was the only thing i'd throw just because i was afraid to do anything else um so i didn't really do well but who who counts that at eight (laughs) all right but i did that that was a cool experience um you know, and then eventually, like through that, I found jujitsu later on. Like, so did you want to go to jujitsu, or did like your parents? Stick my, 
my parents kind of stuck me with it or kept me with it. Like I started doing it and I was like, you know, whatever, you yeah. know, I enjoyed it. I, I liked doing it. Um, and then, uh, you know, like when I was 12 and I, I, a lot of people have heard this story, but like I went to Brazil, um, I saw the worlds out there in 2004. Um, like we, my parents wanted to make it like a summer trip. Like, Hey, let's go to Brazil. This is where, you know, Gianni's sport came from. This is what, this would just be a cool experience. So it just so happened, like the world championships were going on out there. And I didn't know anybody that I was watching. Like, I didn't even know who Marcelo Garcia was. I didn't figure out that Marcelo was actually competing until like two years later or something like that. Right. But the two people I do remember were Hadra and Jacare. And was that the broken arm? Uh, oh, wow. was, you were there for that? I was there for that. Wow. And I wasn't very far away. And no kidding. I mean, that just, that whole experience with the building, you'd have to be there. The building was like literally shaking and everything. It was like the Tahuka Tennis Club. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was really cool, really cool experience. You know, that got me hooked. Um, Or at least that's the, at least that's the story that got, I think, got me hooked. Maybe I just, just training after a while I got hooked. But that was definitely the the experience that got me like, you know, that I knew I was, I was stuck with this sport. (laughs) Right. Um, it was cool. Also, after that, the next day, like my mom and I ordered a few like corral geese. You know, yeah. those, that was the that was the thing back then. And Jacare was like their main sponsored athlete. He still is. And I met him before the event. You know, and uh, that was like awesome. But I didn't really understand who he was at the time. My one of my instructors that came with me, he was like bowing down to him literally. But I didn't like. I don't know who this guy is. But yeah. after I saw it, I'm like, man, I know who this guy is now. And he came in with his with his broken arm that day at the when we got our geese and he signed them for me. Nice. And wow, it was really that was cool. Awesome. That, was, that was a cool experience. We yeah. Sell those now. Do you still have them? <laughs> no. Uh, no. The, the 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 not so smart thing like is that I. Uh, is that I, I wore the pants like all the time, yeah. you know, and the, 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 you know, the signature came off really quick. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it was, nonetheless, it was really cool. Geese are meant to be worn anyway. I mean, geese are meant to be, you know? Yeah. I see guys that buy geese and they just like collect them. <laughs> right. I, I don't understand that for me. Like the, the one issue I have with like getting rid of any geese is that I'm like, man, I need these. Yeah. You know, I, I train twice a day for five to six days a week. I need these. Yeah. Geese. You need like 15 <laughs> clean geese at the start of the week yeah. just to get you through the week. So yeah, I never understood. It's like your that, tools, but. man, for for your job. Yeah, I yeah, don't get you know? it either. They're always selling like you see like on on your old, uh, buy or trade or whatever. Right. It's like, hey, looking for this brand new in box. I'm like, sorry, bro, none of my geese are brand new in box. I wear yeah. all of them. Like, that's why you got them, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, wear them. Wear so did them. did you kind of get the impression maybe like your parents were real protective growing up? Were you? Yeah. I mean, you grew up in New Jersey outside mm-hmm. of outside of. The yeah, city, right? I've never, I've never lived in a city. I mean, we lived in Brooklyn for two months, which was bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, bad part of Brooklyn, but that didn't last very long. Um, but yeah, I've always been in Jersey, and and my parents just always kind of like had certain goals. Well, I have certain goals for me, but kind of just, and I kind of sheltered myself once I found jujitsu. Yeah. Like I really just was like, man, I just want to train jujitsu, and that was it. Even from a young age, I didn't care about about the friends I made or, you know, doing anything. I wasn't, I didn't do much in high school or anything like that. I, I, I ran cross country one season, but I never really connected with any kids in my school um, because I, I had plenty of people to train with at the gym and people that, you know, I can talk to and be friends with there. That's all I really cared about. Um, you know, I, I saw the goods and the bads with that at the same time, but I felt like I got, a, I had a lot of like good life experiences growing up through jujitsu. So I have no regrets about that. Right. You know, what but, do they think? Did, were they like supportive when I mean, you're basically a professional, yeah, athlete? Were oh, they, they, like, were, they were very supportive, they've nice. definitely like backed off now, 
but like that initial push was what helped me got in, get yeah. into it and, and and that initial push and like they they drove me to the gym every day from jersey to new york city is always tough and especially they would drive me in like during rush hour almost every day for about four or five years until i was old enough to go into the city myself you yeah. know so that was like pretty crazy dedication you know that's a level of support that you that most people kind of they hope that their parents are like that you know yeah. what i mean to have be yeah. good and support whatever your passion is right yeah Whether so or something. yeah i was i was very fortunate to have that that's you know, awesome. they definitely helped me out a lot now they're like kind of <laughs> i try to get my dad to come into the city once in a while i'm like because I, I want him to like he's only been to marcello's actually two or three times you know and nobody knows him he was kind of like one of the father figures at Henzo's, you know, so everyone knew him. And I'm like, man, you should try to get to know everyone at Marcellus. He's like, ah, I can't, I don't want to, you know, I'm like, come right. on, it'll be fun, you know? And then as soon as he's there, he has a great time, but now yeah. he's really backed off, you know? Um, Does your brother train? He did. Yeah. He, and he was an animal. He was so good. Like he just had, he had like natural killer instincts. He would just watch a private that I would take when I was a kid and he would just jump in there into tournaments, not even training and just do really well, awesome. <laughs> you know, huh. but you know, he's a he he's a he turned into a typical teenager who had friends. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. He went the and, other way. Unlike me. Right. <laughs> thinking about thinking about a million different things at once. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's also one of the things that probably helped you be so successful on the mat and on the competition scene is that you were so driven like you had a single path that you were yeah. taking and you knew what it what like not Every all of us all wish that we started training earlier, right? The one thing that we all say is like I wish I started training earlier and you did. Yeah. You started young and you know, you've been super dedicated over the years. Like, it's not surprising that you're so successful in the competitive scene. Yeah, and it wasn't even something like, I try not to think of it as something I had to do. It's just, I started young enough to where it's like, to the point where it was almost like, this is what I know how yeah. to, this is what I know how to do this. You know, that's it. And I enjoyed it as well. It's not like, it didn't, never felt like a, like a, like a job to me. Like, oh man, I have to do this. Sometimes, yeah, you know, when I, when I would train a lot and be a little burnt out. But overall, it was just something starting young enough. You know, it's just like, yeah, I do jujitsu. You know, that's right. it. <laughs> did, did you ever run into a situation where you felt like, you know, you've executed this, you've done this, maybe you won this, or you maybe hit a goal, mm -hmm. and then the motivation just went away? Do you, what, or, or maybe in a more positive way, I mean, what keeps that motivation now? You have done very successfully. Yeah. Where is the motivation? Does it change? Is it the same as when you were little? The motivation for me is to always just continue to improve. I used to, I think I used to look too much at competition results mm -hmm. and that would like make me love and hate just sometimes, you know, because if the results weren't there, I would be, you know, upset. I, I was very always emotional when I'd lose. I mean, as any kid, but even when I was getting older, I wouldn't, I wouldn't handle it well and I, and I still don't. But I try to look at it more as like trying to always find improvement in my game. And I feel like that's that makes training a lot more enjoyable for me. And like so so now when I compete, of course, I want to win. I go in there every time with the goal in mind to win. But I try to focus more on the smaller things on the, on, on doing the on, on putting my very best performance in, into the competition possible. Well, yeah, well, but let's and, go. Let's go. Let's call it out. I mean, the the. I mean, everybody who's listening is going to relate to what you're saying. You know, they put the work in, da, da, da. But you're talking about putting a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of dedication in for a very long time. As you're growing up. Major yeah. portion of your life, yeah. And so, I mean, you say, you know, the motivation is I want to keep getting better. I'm saying, what? Where, oh, what's yeah. that? I mean, there's that motivation. You, I, I'm not 
questioning it at all, man. It's just, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to watch that happen. Something's pushing you to do that. I mean, do you feel like that's part of your personality or is it something, is a mentorship from someone or responsibility? It, it's just the part, jujitsu is just a part of my personality. It's just, like I said, it's like what I know how to do. It's yeah. just so ingrained in my head that there's never an end process for me. What's never an end? There's never an end to it, you know? Someday, you know, I won't be competing anymore. But then, but then, I focus more on teaching. Then it's just yeah. the natural evolution for me. What's like that bullseye moment? That one you're like, oh, that. Like, does Black that happen? World title. Was that black belt world title? That was at the time, or continues to I be. Still and continues that's, to that's be. That's how you're going to look at it. I because see. you know, I mean, I've done a lot. I'm I'm very proud of it. Like I was able to win worlds at all the belt ranks. You know, in juvenile, blue, blue adult, purple, brown, and that's and that's cool. But I see how how big winning black belt worlds is, and and you know what, it's not easy. You can never guarantee that you can get there. And, and it, it, say if it if it doesn't happen, I, I have no regrets, or I won't I won't be like disappointed because I know how hard it is to win. But that's my main goal. You know, that's yeah. that's that's what I've looked at since I saw Hodger and Jacare, yeah. you know, compete in that world's final, and that's where I've wanted to be for a long time. So, you know. It, it, I, I, I'm going to keep working until I get there for sure, and that's that's kind of the end goal for me because that's what's stopping me from from like stopping everything and trying to open a school. That's oh. what's making me hesitant. Like, I want Aaron, this. I want this one more thing, right? Exactly. If I can win a black belt world title next year, maybe I'll stop competing because that's how that's how serious I am about opening up a school someday and having a successful school of my own. But that's the thing. You know, well, there's. It's such a funny sport. It's funny because the Olympics are coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, so people a couple of years from now going back and listening to this. This is right. This is like a couple of weeks before the Olympics start mm-hmm. in Rio, and the way gold medals are given out of the Olympics is just completely not fair across the Olympics, right? For example, um, like say judo, right? You know, you're gonna go. There's one class gold medal for you. Period. That's it. Mm-hmm. But. You know, then there, there was, I'm not saying, obviously, Michael Phelps is a fantastic swimmer, but he has a potential, like, 11 potential gold medals by the time he does the butterfly and the thing and the team and the thing and the thing. So you go, oh, he's a, he won six gold medals. You're like, well, that's because, and not that he's, he, there's, there's he's still amazing. I'm not taking that events. away from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when on, I always when, thought about that, too. <laughs> right, when you add on to that, now using the black belt world as an example, you look at something like archery, like the training for your archery is exactly the same as you're competing for your archery. There's no real variables, maybe wind. But, I mean, it's not like they surprise the archers on that day with some weird thing, right? Yeah. But the fighting world title requires all of these other people to do a bunch of shit, too. Like, you can't control what your opponent's going to do or all this other stuff. So, it's so hard to understand how you guys keep that motivation with all those variables. So that's why I can't live and die with certain results in competition. If I let a loss eat myself up, then I, I wouldn't be able to handle right. being in the sport. You yeah. know, I, I think a few years ago, if I, if I handled it the way that I did, I, would be, I wouldn't be doing it because uh, I would just let a loss, like, kill me for the longest period of yeah. time well, uh, and, and yeah. it's still it's still not easy you know right. i have somewhere like you know god this, this sucks you know and it always sucks but but i know how to put it in a, in a in a pretty good perspective now you can put the loss in a box and be like you know this is never i'll always have this loss but i can kind of i can analyze it and then i can i can put it aside and move exactly on. because i know there's so much that goes into it there's like the opponent that has their own strategy and there's just you know there's a, there's a lot of things that sometimes you just can't control yeah imagine if you're throwing the discus it's like yeah. here's your discus, go throw it. Like on yeah. the, uh, the tomorrow morning, it's going to be the exact same act as 
on Olympics Day, minus the mental game and all that. But and I think execution- but fighting is so much more awesome. I think because yeah. of that, because it's so complex. Yeah, and I think executing in jujitsu is, uh, you know, not to not to put down any of those other sports, but no, things no. like things like you're mentioning that are so singular in the movement. It's all about repeating that movement. Where in jujitsu, there are so many techniques that we have to be proficient with and make them work together. And we still have to get the 10,000 reps of each of those. It's like an arm bar from this position, an arm bar from this position, this, these 25 sweeps. Like, Because you, you're right. You never know who your opponent's going to be, and he's going to have different strengths. So you have to be prepared for anything. So being at, at the world-class level that you're competing at, the preparation that goes in, the, the vast array of... of required expertise is huge. Yeah. You know, you got to be very comfortable on your feet. You got to know how to defend all the different takedowns as well as do all the different takedowns, all the different guard pulls, the sweeps, defending the passes, like all the different positions makes proficiency and expertise in jiu-jitsu, I think, very difficult. Got to yeah. know how to play the refs. Well, the, yeah. well, the, <laughs> the, the biggest part of it. Yeah. The biggest thing is like being able to not just practice something based on what your opponent's doing but really practicing what you're what you know you're going to do what i always try to focus on is like can i for i'm going to force my game on this guy i'm not just going to you know train this 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 because because my opponent's going to do this i'm going to train what i do because I'm going to force this guy to go into my game. Right. You know? You're not going to go play his game yeah. anyway. That's so that, the goal. that's what makes it a little that makes it makes it a little simpler. Right. You know, when I just focus I'm like, man, you know what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I'm going to focus on playing my game. So it, it, it doesn't make it feel like you have to know a million and one things. Right. I mean, you must have also known like when you were training as a kid, you must have been learning the fundamental concepts like over and over, right? I mean, yeah. you, you know, drilling the old school self defense stuff too, or a little? Uh, I think so. I, yeah. I kind of forget. I kind of forget to be honest. It was so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. I did a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I took a lot of private lessons when I was a kid. Was there at Henzo's? There was no kids. Um, oh, really? At least, at least at that time when I started, you know, jujitsu wasn't that big at the time. So, I for th- my first three years, I just took private lessons. You know, and that was like a good way to help build the foundation. Um, and then when I was like 13, 14, I, then I started taking the regular adult classes Yeah, and I was able to go from there. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had, a, I feel like Henzo's was good for me to get a good foundation. You know, nice. For sure. Yeah. You know, what's interesting too, you talk about, you mentioned this a few minutes ago about where your mindset is going into those competitions. Your mindset isn't necessarily on winning. It's on putting forth the best performance that you possibly can. And it's, it's a common thread that we've heard across the world-class athletes that have been on this podcast. And, you know, I, I look back to uh, Chris Howder said this, and Mickey Ward talked about it. I don't go into my match saying, I got to win, I got to win, I got to win. Yeah. I really just got to fight the best fight I can Thanks. and making sure that I'm putting the best version of myself forward. And if that results in a win, then that's great because yeah. that's kind of what I'm after. But if I put the pressure on myself to win, not do my best, I'm going to be all messed up and I'm going to feel well, stressed because, out. Because and- then you start focusing on the things you can't control. You can't focus on what your opponent's thinking or what your opponent's going to do. You can't focus on the referees because you can't, you, you can't control that. Um, there's just a lot of things you can't control. You can't control who's going to be coaching your opponent and what he's going to be telling him to do and, and how that might help him. You know, you can only focus on on everything you need to do to be optimally prepared for a match and just focusing right. on what you're going to do in the match and, and and focusing on putting on that best performance possible like you said and you know i think if you do all that the right way then it most likely it leads to a win you know but if you kind of think too much about the end result 
then that's sometimes you can't really control that anyway. Yeah, I mean, you can only control what you did exactly leading yeah. up to it, right? And hopefully, it ends up being good, right? So Jay is known for for drawing on the podcast, and uh, Duncan likes to save his his art. Usually, it's anatomical things. But uh, Aaron, your it's, art it's is so much milk. better. <laughs> so much. So your I picture is so much better. You know, technically uh, speaking, she's drawing anatomical things. Yeah, also. and it was horse anatomy. Right. <laughs> ah, see, Aaron's drawing horse anatomy. <laughs> but it actually was the whole horse. It was the whole horse. We make it sound really dirty, but it wasn't. Your yeah, your picture. Your picture is going on the, the Hall of Fame. Th- the only thing I know how to draw is horses. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, is your experience sort of the same as? Would you d- agree with how you know how Johnny's going at this? I mean, dealing with winning, dealing with motivation. Um, Gianni and I are very different, which is why, like, when we roll, uh, we kind of get angry at each other. Um, (laughs) I might go hard, and then if he goes hard, then of course he's gonna, you know, like do really well against me. And so it's like this level of like, you know, he's always said, same with uh, Adam, one of his main training partners, um, has said, like, Aaron, I can't win with you. If I go too easy, you get mad. If I go too hard, you get mad. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know someone who's like that. Yeah. Um, but wait, <laughs> I was thinking Gianni, about someone else. Johnny's so like serious, so like I might like giggle or something, and then like he'll get really serious, uh, and I could see it in his eyes, you know, like little like lightning bolts in his eyes, <laughs> and all of a sudden I get really like, oh god, I have to kind of like 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 tone this down a bit, so I, I kind of giggle some more, and then he gets mad, and well, then the, we go on and on. Wait, the, the, I didn't no, mean no, no, to bring something up, but I'll, you I'll, don't I'll have let, to talk about this on the podcast. I'll let her do most of the talking with No, it's just because, like, <laughs> you what's funny, like, her, she's got a really tough guard to pass, and yeah. I remember the first time I met her, I just couldn't pass it, and that was fine, that was, that was cool, but then at the same time, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> she's yeah, like, fine. but when I'm not passing, and all of a sudden, she's starting to, like, laugh about something, I'm like, what the fuck? It's so funny. So I just want to. So then I just want to smash you at that point. Are you laughing at my passing skills? And then she starts. Do you know who I am? She starts laughing more the harder I go. I'm like, you fucking bitch. It's like a coping mechanism. It is. It's kind of like when someone's about to like submit you, and you're like, you try to like coach them. Like, yeah, uh huh, yeah, you're doing great. You know, like you don't want to deal with it. I feel like I kind of maybe stepped in the wrong direction i was talking no, more was about hilarious. your competing experience <laughs> no, like no, this, know, is better, you, this, this is, is better this is better yeah dude. but this is sort of like like with how how he and i are so different i like i i see that jujitsu is is more about like i mean i want to say that i enjoy every day of it but i don't i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of right. one of those people right. that like especially when there's a tournament coming and i just know that i have to be there it makes me want to be there less like when you're dieting and you know you can't eat suddenly you just really want oh, to eat all mean, those yeah. other things yeah. um and so once i know that like i can't be out there like hanging out with my friends or eating anything i want or like not that i ever do anything social but <laughs> go to the beach and things <laughs> or just like sit on the couch and you know watch the today show right. i want to do those things that i know that i can't because i have to get serious and then but I you really didn't want to do anyway, right. but you only want to do them because <laughs> right. you can't. Exactly. Yeah. And I hate when I stay home and watch the Today Show because as soon as the soap operas come on, you know you've sat there for five hours. <laughs> and so, like, it's just sort of like you either do it or you don't. Um, 
And right. so when I compete, uh, I don't always say like, wow, if, okay, if I, I prepared really, really well or I trained every single day, of course I'm going to do well. It's not like that for me. Mm. With Gianni, it is. So right. he knows, okay, if I drill three hours a day and I train three hours a day, I'm going to be well prepared. Right. Uh, I don't really think that way. Mm. I actually don't need to train twice a day every day to be able to do well, I think. Right. And sometimes I've done way better when I haven't trained as much, which sounds weird. And do so, you think it's like a mental approach? Oh, definitely. Definitely it is. But... um. It's also like just the way that I learn. I, I just I, I overtrain easily, um, and like he doesn't, and right. so he just wants to train at all costs. And we had a lot of uh, issues with that when it was like, hey, um, we have a, an apartment now. We have this. We have that. We have like you you gotta you gotta go to the doctors. You have to go to this appointment. You have to do this. And so he was like, but I just need to train. Right. But right. I want to train. Can't do those things. <laughs> um, right, 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 and right. so he kind of had to like deal with that. And I've always been okay with it because it makes me more grateful for when I do train. Right. Um, and so also with me, I realized that I, I'm way better off when I do a lot. My mom always said... Um, the more you do, the more you do, the less you do, the less you do, right? You start your day off and you've done a bunch of stuff. You're going to kind of like keep the ball rolling. But if you start off this really slow morning and you're just like, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll do that. You never really get to anything. It's really yeah. hard <laughs> to like get moving. Generate that, yeah. Um, and so with, That's pretty good. That's, yeah. uh, so that makes sense. when I had school, I had Gracie Mag. I was competing. I was training. I was traveling. I mean, I had a million things going on, but like I was constantly having something to do. Right. And I had those deadlines. And then now that like it's just training, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll train. I right. guess I'll, yeah. you know, I guess all right. Take the train in there like every day, go to the gym, all those things. And right. so it's a little bit um, tougher for me. Um, and then I always get tripped up on the fact that it's like, especially like worlds or pans, which is mostly the only tournaments I ever do now. It's like you get one chance. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> Don't right. fuck this up, Baron. Right. You have one chance. Right. Um, and that's like the scariest part. Um, especially like getting to that first match too. Mm -hmm. So with Gianni, it's like, he just relies on his, his training and he's like, it's kind of simple. I, tr I prepared, I trained, I drilled, I went over everything in my head. I know who I'm fighting. I kind of did the research and, and I'm ready. And for me, I, I could, I mean, I, I fight the same girls actually a lot now. Um, and for me, it's sort of like, I have to sort of make it fun, I guess. Right. I always did best, even at Wipeout, when I was thinking more about what I was going to eat after right. than right. what I had in front of me because it just made me feel a little bit more calm. But right. I also have anxiety issues. I take medication for sure, it. Sure. So there's other things at play that Gianni doesn't deal with. Um, so there's like, I don't know. So we, we kind of like fight each other over those things. Like he wants to train all the time and I'm like, I want to go get dinner tonight. The parallel <laughs> right. between what you're talking about and my experience with, oh, sorry, my experience with musicians is dead on uh, mm -hmm. in that. And that's one, that's what I was kind of talking about before with the, with the competition side of this is that uh, not the discus throwing isn't somehow creative. The, realistically it's not particularly creative it's particularly repetitive oh, there's going to be right? so many discus throwing listeners that are going <laughs> right. to be upset with us right now there's going to be a lot of hate mail it's how I express myself yeah. <laughs> come on but I mean by the nature of the fighting concept you have to be creative in the moment yeah. at the time all the time and it's not a football kind of strategy play play stop Let's all talk about how we're going to be creative in the next one. Play, play, stop. It's right. just all yeah. real time right now. And it's sudden death. So you can at any time fall into a really deep hole. Yep. It's crazy when you think of it like that. You know, when I don't think well, of it's it like that. It's super musical. When I'm like in that. it, I'm like, 
okay yeah. like i like i said like kind of being born in it it's what you know but then when you look at it from the outside you're like oh wow yeah that is nuts. Well, <laughs> well that's the question is so then how does the confidence come for the creativity and and uh, johnny you're answering it in a in a in a pretty logical and organized way if you feel like you've com- you know you 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 controlled okay. your your preparation equally or better than your opponents you feel like yourself you feel like you 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 don't go in feeling like you have weak legs or whatever you feel mm-hmm. like you're ready to go here he goes again no yeah <laughs> i didn't do that on purpose that was a mistake you always got to bring musashi okay, okay. The, bo- the bottom line being that you have that confidence to be creative so like if you're a jazz musician you can't be like oh shit i don't have anything to play i'm just completely lickless right now you just got to play right and so it sounds like you know aaron you have like a different angle on this like you need to be at a certain relaxed frame of mind to be creative and that's the parallel is amazing i mean i'm sure it's the same with uh with, to a certain extent with painting with, with many of the different type of uh, artistic endeavors uh you know uh, being in a play or being a stand-up comedian you know those these are those in the moment creative things that this is like a fighting sport that is also immediately creative because you don't get presented with the same problem every time. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is that, you know, what I'm getting... So I relate to... I'm trying to develop myself in the kind of the same way, Gianni, that you're talking about. It's like I need to obviously train hard and be prepared, but I need to put my head in the right place before I walk out on the mat. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know I'll perform at my best. And I know when the times when I don't do that, if I get too stressed out about the result or I, you know, I'm like staring at the podium being like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. That's when I perform my worst. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron, you know, I, on, I would like to take the approach to have more of your idea in there. Be like, I just need to be having fun as long as I'm having fun. So if I overtrain, I'm not really having fun. So jujitsu has got to be fun for me to want to go in and train. And, and even when I compete, I have to be having fun. And sometimes I think a lot of people like they compete a lot. Um, jujitsu becomes kind of a job, and I don't think that's the case. You know, Gianni, right? You, I didn't you, mean to stereotype yeah. you guys. It's no, no, too no, easy no, to go. Okay, Aaron yeah. does this, and Jen does this. It's not you, that. you know what, yeah. what he does. He does so much that, and it practically is a job. It's literally mm-hmm. what's paying our bills right now. But he doesn't see it as that. He just loves it, and I'm the opposite. Right, 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 you know, right. I'm I can't eat the same thing over and over again. You right. know, there's there are people who can't. He probably can. My well, sister probably can. But right. I get bored. But on the easily. on the big level of that is that I guess if I if I hear what you're saying, you're saying if you do metaphorically eat the same thing over and over and over again, you just don't perform as well. Right. Which is totally right. logical according to what we we're just saying like you you may actually be able to execute the technique better but the creativity the fun or whatever it is that mm-hmm. motivates you to, to be awesome in that moment is different and that managing that stuff i think it's just it's fascinating to me to watch this thing because i'm not a high level competitor but you know you can see it from a different angle coming from the art point of view it's it's everybody has their different way i think to call to call out what you're talking about jay it does sound like you guys are training Johnny and, and Aaron inside the mindset that you're going to compete with. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like I know you, Jay, you're just like, when we train, you always have a smile on your face, right? Right. So wouldn't it be funny if that's what you actually needed to do when you go into like this big high-level thing? You'd be like, dude! <laughs> like, <laughs> People start freaking out being like, this guy's freaking me out. He's just like smiling at me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's so happy. I'm just making a joke. But yeah, I mean, do you is that the case? Or do you try to keep that mindset I mean, when you're training? I will... Uh, no. I have a hard time. Uh, I need... So I need a lot of outside help 
I can't do it myself and Gianni can. He could do it all himself. He could just grab the, a guy on the street and start drilling. Um, <laughs> like, hey, dude, just do this. And practi- I've, it's, I've, it's I've, I've almost what he done does. that. He goes down this list of like, all right, this guy can't, Adam can't, Joel can't, you know, and he, and he goes through and he can't like. I messaged the guy anyone. like because he could, one of my drilling partners couldn't drill the other day. So I messaged some, some blue belt I'm like, hey, can you come drill with me? He's actually a very good drilling partner. Like I was able to teach him when it, more when it was like his rounds. But it worked out well. Nice. It was good. I got my hour of drilling in it. So uh, it made right. it work. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you got that. Yeah. I can't even drill. Uh, it's very hard for me. I have to, and, and like even when we do technique, I have to be with someone that I can't even explain it. I know that I'm very picky with who I train with. So if I'm with someone that doesn't, there are certain people who don't want to be told what to do, and I'm very picky on details. Coming from Cobrinas, it's like, you know, you want the Cliff Notes version almost. And so for me, when I'm going, I'm like, okay, well, maybe you need to do this, maybe you need to do that. And there's certain people who don't respond well to that. Um, and on the same token, there's people who don't take it seriously. And I, I take it seriously, but I also like to, to joke around too. So it's like right. this weird balance where I, I want to get it, I want to get it done. Um, but like, if someone's too playful, I'll get sucked into that, uh, and then I don't learn anything. Um, or I'm like too serious for the person. And it's just like, it's social. Like, like if I get along with you, basically, and if I right. feel comfortable correcting you, uh, yep. it doesn't matter like in what the belt zone, you like are. The people that are in the yeah. zone with you, like you're the, the right amount of everything I like to drill with you. Right. And I, I want to be able to be like, oh, I think, I think it's because you're not switching your hips correctly. Um, and if I know they're not going to be receptive to that, it just, it makes me kind of like shut up and then I feel really awkward on it. And that, that like 15 minutes, I'm just like, Oh God! Can it just be over? Right you know, when the, where it's like okay, I'll be with a grappling dummy instead. When there are no words, when you're drilling with someone and they're not talking at all, it might be the most uncomfortable thing. It is not a little for Gianni. It, well, he <laughs> no, he actually, likes actually, it. no, I do like it. You're right. <laughs> He's just like well, shut up. Become just on your own material. If it's ever point, with yeah, a, right. if it's ever with someone I don't know, then it could be a little bit. We're like, yeah. you know. But if it's someone I know and I just drill with them every day and they, we don't say a word to each other, that's. No, but you drill the people who don't even speak your language. <laughs> you know, like he just grabs people. We'll be like in Sweden or something, and he'll start like drilling with them. You That's know, awesome in and its own it, way. Yeah. yeah, and like it doesn't matter because it's just like jujitsu is like the language. Right. Well, yeah, that one kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. speak a word. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> That's awesome. he doesn't really matter. He probably listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but for me, like I have to, in so Swedish. I have to train yeah. partners. Like if we're rolling, I want you to say, "Oh, that was a good pass," or "Oh, you could have gotten that pass if you would have just done this." Because that's how I learn. I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, right. like when I, I it's have an interactive um, thing as it's happening. Right. Like there'd be people I train with at Cobrinias and and like they might do, they might even just beat me up all over the place. But like if they couldn't tell me how they're doing it, I got really frustrated. And I said, mm. how am I supposed to learn? It took me forever. It was, I think it was like right when I got a, my purple belt. This girl kept on passing Toriano and I was like, how? Like most, no, more, like more, most people I can grab the grip and I can go to my spider guard. Right. But if, I couldn't and they were passing. I didn't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, a and, hole somewhere. Yeah, right. and it took me forever to realize just don't let them get that grip. Like, you know, <laughs> right? Like, I just thought, I thought I was still safe. I just went and put my back on the mat trying right. to get my feet on their biceps. Right. But like, really, she was just, you know, stepping around at the right time. So I realized as soon as she got that, all right, I have to break the grip. Everything comes right, into but breaking that it grip. It would have been cool if, if like, she on the said, first like, day. Yeah, if dude, she w- it took problem, me like a yeah. month to realize that. Well, maybe really, she was having a good time passing her guard. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, went, and I, then I, as soon as I learned that, she figured out a new way to pass right, the guard. Right, of course, right. But, <laughs> what, I, what I always try to, like, I always tell a person what they're doing wrong 
at the end of the day. Yeah. When the training's right. over. Right. Right. So they don't start doing it. Start shutting down so your like, passes. Yeah. No, no, no. After like, I get my five card passes, uh, like then I'll par- show you. Par- from Puerto Rico, we have Carlos. He'll be like, uh, I'll be working a pass and maybe I'm like almost getting it, but I got stuck and he'll just go, just back step. <laughs> and he'll right. tell me exactly how to pass those guard. And I'll do the same thing for people, especially like the lower belts. They'll, they'll like almost sweep me and I'll say, look, I posted with that. Just, you know, don't let me do that. Or right. you just let me replace so easily. I kind of, I don't get mad at them, but I'm like, how could you? But then there's people that struggle with that at the same time. Like I have a hard time with that as well. Like when I'm training, I, I, I do think a lot about like what I'm doing and I'm not necessarily really thinking about what my partner's doing, maybe for, for myself, right. but not really for them. So I, sometimes I get people, if, if you ask me before, like the training to like ask for like what 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 should I be watching out for? Why did this happen? Or why is this happening? Then I'll look out for it more. But if you kind of go into a round, at least this is what I've noticed. If I go into a round not expecting to like give a, a, a f- extended answers, and someone asks me like, oh, right. what what could I be working on? I'm like. I don't know. I was thinking about myself. Were we rolling together? You know, yeah, I, I could don't. roll with someone and I could go all over them and submit them seven times, but I feel very selfish. I don't think that's ever necessary. Well, no, I don't, um, I, I don't like doing that. Yeah. No, but, I know. Right. You might like help. Someone could recover and then right. you could pass again, but there's some weird thing in my head where I'm like, God, I'm such a bitch. There's a line that I feel like I could cross. And it's hard, I think, to... To, it's a girl thing. It's one. It's one to the other, though. Like I find myself when I'm rolling with students, it's like I can't do my thing and watch what they're doing at the same time. Like I have to like decide that I'm going to be passive and watch what they're doing, right. and then I can be like, "Hey, next time, do this or this," or like when you're trying to pass, like or try switching sides, whatever it is. But if I'm training for me, and then I'm the same way. If they ask me after, like anything I can do to improve, I'm like, "Sorry, man, that time I was just rolling and I wasn't really watching." Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, so that's okay, <laughs> right? Um, because Gianni always says, like, I don't know how I'm going to pick that skill up when I uh, open a school. But I just feel like it's like a chess yeah, going to be the most passive. Everyone's just no, like, you, no, no, it, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to really care about <laughs> your students, I, and I, you just do everything you have to make them better. I feel like if it's chess, I feel like I just went five times and didn't even let them think about their move. And like, yeah, fine, it's jujitsu, but like, it's. It just kind of I just feel really rude, I guess. I don't I don't know how to explain well, it. I wonder if it's killer be killed sport. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that's kind of the name of the game, yeah, right? It's true, but I think so using the MMA or the boxing uh, analogy, you know, you're getting prepared for uh, a world title. You're going to bring in as a boxer, you're going to bring in certain things. Look, at, you know, look at Conor McGregor bringing in Dylan um, in order to create, you know. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Bottom line is <laughs> It's what happens right now. It's happening, right? The bottom line is these are people who are bringing in specialized training partners in order to optimize themselves for this upcoming fight. Is this something... It sounds like you're kind of doing this, obviously... Well, let me ask you straight out. Do you bring training partners in? Okay. No. I figured that was the case. <laughs> right. So I have them all there. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. Marcelo Garcia <laughs> no, is right. probably a good... No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is that's... But even among... Obviously, you have some fantastic people to, to roll with and to train with when it's time for you to train for to put your own training on it sounds like you do have preference you know you'd rather use this or this or this guy because they will help you to mm-hmm. do x y and is that is that correct yeah for sure like 
Yeah. Well, Aaron, what do you think? But it's also, I have to see them in the locker room right after. Or I, I or they're my friend and I have to hang out with them. And I just right. feel like it's not like they're, they're not there for business. A lot of people are there because they enjoy jiu-jitsu. Well, I was they're not there to yeah. be your beating, you know? Uh, but That's I was kind of getting at that, though. Yeah, I mean, like, it's so it, different. It, I kind of wonder why world-class competitors, you know, in the, in the jiu-jitsu world don't say, all right, listen... Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, you come in, I'll buy a six-pack every day, you know, that kind of thing, and <laughs> I just need partners. to train. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying. Wrong crowd, wrong crowd. Right, 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 yeah. right. But you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it, can you, can, it's sort of like taking a, not taking a private or whatever. You're no, setting up a separate time where it's not class time, it's, I'm training right now, you know. I, it'd be one yeah. thing if there were $300,000 on the line, that would be great, because you could pay everybody, but I just wonder if that kind of stuff happens on that level at all. It depends you, on I, the uh, gym. <laughs> I, I once bribed one of my friends with one of my geese so he would come in earlier to train to drill with me. <laughs> wow. There's, there's a big jump between that and, and Mayweather, but yes, <laughs> I, but yes, I see what you're saying, right? But seriously, I mean, that says a, that says a lot, right? Like, because, I mean, it's like, I need my training. Like, yeah. I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure that but I get the training Gianni I need. Gianni has that reputation now. Like, before, no one really drilled. And now there's a few, select few, you know, that will come in every day almost alongside him. And they're like brown belt, purple I was going to say, how would you not show up? If I was younger, right. serious, if this is really what I wanted to do, right. I would be like, dude, do you? Anytime you want to drill, yeah, right, right. like throw, sure, throw you know, yourself. Just give me a text. I'll come down. You know, like why <laughs> wouldn't someone want to train with um, world class people? But, like I, you guys, but so. it's almost because like, everybody's got their own thing. A lot of people at Marcelo's like they don't drill the higher level guys. Yeah, I'm not calling out Marcelo's. I'm no, just no, talking no, no, about no, this no, is no, a no. big in metaphorical general, concept. Of course, here, in general, yeah. uh, and that works for them. It completely works for them. And Gianni's got his way, and certain people like kind of latched onto that. And it's funny because a lot of people at the open mats on Saturdays would uh, actually train in nogi, and then Gianni's like no i want to do gi and then more and more and more people would do their would do gi and also right. actually it works because you just take off your gi top and you could do both right. but um and so he kind of like got people thinking about like other ways and the, kind of like i guess like the extracurricular um and and kind of taking control of your own training but now it's sort of like, all right, Johnny, we get it. You're a workhorse, you know. Like, I think people get I think people get annoyed by it. They do because he rolls <laughs> yeah. extra rounds, right? right? And so he's constantly fighting the the you know all the admin people and and like, literally they say, okay, you know, we have the close to Johnny, we have the close to gym after a while because we have to clean the mats for later in the day. And I'm like, can I just go one more round? No, <laughs> you don't even ask. No, what he know. does, they turn off the timer and he goes back and turns it back on. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's and so, so great, like though. it rubs. You are, so you are trying to be the, people the, the best way. people in you know? the world and, at yeah. this. So you know, you I love it. I but I've definitely, awesome. I've definitely, you know, I've definitely like bent some noses. <laughs> sure. It yeah. is, but really, I mean, like some people will say that, like when they train, like. He gets serious, especially with the guys who can really, you know, go at it with him. And and that's just kind of like that's what happens because Gianni's stubborn when he uh, he's the nicest guy. People walk all over him all the time. But then on in, in training, it's like he's going to be really adamant and like he's very expressive. So if he gets swept, he's like you kind of like see the frustration <laughs> and he comes back even harder, you know. And I think that that's the part that scares me. So I just don't do it. That's why but I don't then, roll. With, that's why she doesn't yeah, roll with me. There's a very good argument against you guys rolling on yeah. a regular basis yeah. okay yeah. and it's not just a jujitsu thing 
it's just there's just some it's things you shouldn't different include dynamic. in your yeah. 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 T- right. Also playing doubles tennis or whatever. Well, yeah. you know right. what? It's like an example. Like we realize we can't, we shouldn't really coach each other either because right. we. I mean, I don't, I don't mind coaching you. I think that works all right, but you scare me. When yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go, get on um, top. I'm like, I'm winning. There's also like you know people. Okay, so can I say about the. Yeah, you should bros? remember. Don't, don't talk the about bros? stuff that you guys don't want to talk about. The twins. Fine. So <laughs> I, you, really don't, I, you don't need you know, to talk about it. No, no, no. I mean, because like basically, <laughs> people wonder. Like, so I I got to know the meows when yeah. I started writing my my few articles on them, and I worked right, on because you for were a long covering time. these kind of things for Gracie right. Magazine. No, this was no, slow no, no, grappling, this is, this right? Is slow grappling yeah, I'm sorry. Recently. I'm just I'm I'm, yeah, I'm playing the role of the listener who has no idea what you guys are talking about. So definitely like uh, right. be like I knew them from Gracie Mag because I've always like every time I would meet someone, I was always thinking about the interview, the interview, and you what, were writing what content articles, I could produce, interviewing right. these people directly. So like, like there was also like oh my god, they're so interesting from that respect. But then I started realizing that, um, you know, I, tra- I, I trained with them when I went to go interview them because it was like open match. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. These are Meow Brothers. Meow Brothers. And, and where Jerome was this? Polo, New York. Where were they? Where do they train? At Unity. At Unity. Yeah. Gotcha. So I went to Unity to meet up with them and I said, hey, I'm going to train with them. I, I'd rolled with Joao before uh, in Abu Dhabi. It's kind of like a free for all there. Right. When you go to Abu Dhabi, everyone trains together because, you know, it's just kind of like the culture. Um, and I realized that's like the best training for me. They're literally my size. Sometimes yeah. Joao does a, <laughs> does, right. um, a weight class lower than me. You know, he's literally right. smaller than me. And so I got them to go to CrossFit. We train together. Sometimes I lift more weights than Joao because he's not going heavy. But I mean, it's like, it's just, that's, that's the sizing, you know? So right. I would love to emulate Lowe's game, but he's got lanky legs. He's right. a lot bigger than me, you know? So anything that the Meows can do, you know, I can pretty much do. And the same goes with Gianni. Gianni's not much bigger than me. Um, but like a little bit, our games differ a little bit. But then I started wanting to really, really learn from them. And, you know, of course, I got like fascinated with everything. I'm, I was literally looking up, um, you know, academic journals on, on twins right. and twinship. <laughs> so I could write this last article. Yeah. I and mean, I'm literally doing research, asking them like if their parents dressed them the same when they were raised. Right. <laughs> like I was going deep. Um, and so I was constantly, anytime deep. I had a question, I would I would contact Joao on Facebook. I'd contact Paulo on Instagram. I don't know why it became that way, but yeah. that's how it was. If I ever had a question, just, it could be like, really random and they would answer it and so when i wanted to i started training with them and i, and I realized it was really it was awesome you know because when i'd roll with him i would actually pick up a grip that he was doing he wasn't even telling me i just learned it and then you know gianni and i would like drill it later on mm. but people asked me why are you, they would joke like like what are you gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh you know coach meows over gianni now like do you really love them that much yeah, people but, those stupid people no, but, I love that words, so, like, but then uh, i realized that i really wanted to learn from them and, yeah. and people are like you have gianni you know you have him 24 7 and you why don't you learn from him yeah and but people don't understand is that i don't want him as my coach um yeah. because i think that having different roles is yeah, very right, very hard right, to switch right. on and off. It's oh, already yeah, hard enough yeah. for us to be like man, like me like managing the seminars and everything right. and dealing with that and then going back to being friends and then everything right. else and it's really hard and I don't like and he's it's kind of scared of me because I'm very opinionated and that's always been our relationship right. where and, I'm and very being opinionated respectful and he's too, yeah. 
he's very like yeah. kind of passive and stuff and uh, I let her win all the arguments that's a good strategy bro that's what I meant I meant by being respectful you're right so he like it's just like so then it's funny because when we started training together I was the one that was teaching him like the details because Cabrinha was so detail oriented and I'm like no 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 you right. look to the right, not to the left. Yeah, and and yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it became. And then he kind of was like, well, I can't teach her anything. You know, she's right. Miss Know-It-All. Right. Uh, and different things like that. Like the, the, just the dynamics of our relationship. But also, it's like, you don't really want, like, your mom to be your, you know, your high school teacher. And you don't, and then go home and, like, and you know, have You've that You've got to switch it on and off. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. And sometimes it works for people, and a lot of times it doesn't. So yeah. I never want, like... When we open our, our own school, of course, it's going to be that way where he's going to have to teach me. Mm. I'm not going to have my own gym if we open like everywhere else. Like I'm not going to have somewhere else to train. So that's how you know it's going to work later on. But right now, what I'm really in my learning stages, like as a brown belt, I I want to pick the the brains of the meows, and I'd rather have them like help me versus have Gianni and then have to like switch. It know? makes a lot of sense yeah. to me when I think of. You know, when I look at the relationship I have with my wife, we do things together. Like, she started CrossFit before I did, and she's actually a really technical lifter. So like, her right. technique is really good. And so we have this, we have a word. It's like a safe word. It's like, <laughs> enough, enough coaching, back right. off. Back off. And right. we do the same thing. Like, it'll, it'll be reversed. I'm like, honey, what you need to do, like, you know, this is weird, but I, I grew up playing golf. So, like, when oh. we play golf together... Like I'll oh. try to help her, oh. and she and she'll oh. be like, "Ardvark," no, 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 no. Right. and that means <laughs> Jay, that means Aardvark. Jay, right. fuck off. Right. I, love, <laughs> right, 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 right. I love that, but that, and that's that's healthy that. though, right? That's right. a really right. healthy thing to have. Yeah. And I plus, golf is hmm. the hardest thing. It's a very hard sport because you have to just step up and then you fuck up like every time, unless it's perfect. Right. You're going to fuck up. Which, which of course, for me. Riddler and I played golf once. Which means here come all I the can't instructions. Imagine that. I play mini golf sometimes. Right. So it, was, have, it was actually at the Pan Ams in the hotel we were staying so at. So I have a, a uh, wow. like oh, kind of a high level question. It's going to sound kind of cliche, but you guys have had the opportunity to train with a lot of different people that are mm-hmm. super, super high level. Like we were talking on the mat today. It was like ridiculous. It's like a who's who of jujitsu that you've kind of traveled and trained with and who you've had as your instructors yeah who have been the most influential for you as far as both jujitsu and like because you started so young you grew up with jujitsu so it kind of jujitsu was a big shaper of how what kind of a man you were going to become right yeah yeah so who are the most influential guys for you Mm. or girls or women or ladies did i get that right (laughs) (laughs) is this for for both of us or um, we'll start saying? with you. Okay, let's start right. with me. Okay, um, it's changed. You know, it's 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 hard to say. I I mean, I don't know who I looked up to when I was a kid. Obviously, Magno? when I Magno, yes, my first instructor. I would look up to him. I look up to John Donaher. Um, you know, the guys more closer to my gym there. I would look up to Hodger and like Jacques Ray, but I didn't really pay at that time. I wasn't really paying attention to what they were doing. I just really admired how good they were. You know, and and how they were how they were so good at like vastly different styles Hodger was more the slower guy while while Jacques would be so much faster and kind of dynamic and yet they'd both be clashing and like right head to head with each other at the same time it was always impressive to see that um but I I think once I was like a blue belt once I was a purple belt I started like no no that's the time maybe more purple belt that was the time I started figuring out like the game I wanted to play, more like the Delahiva, Barambolos, and then I started seeing more leg drags and stuff like that. And that's when I really saw like 
the Mendes brothers come around. That's when I saw Cobrinha come around, and I was like, man, I got to latch on to these guys because I could tell that was a style that I wanted. So even when I was at Henzo's, where I was more of an old-school gym, mm-hmm. uh, I was really kind of paying attention to outside uh, techniques. You know, John was obviously a big influence, but he had a little bit of a different style than I had, um, sure. th- than what I was looking for. He's got a pressure so, game, right? A really heavy pressure game. and He's, he's got everything, really. He's, <laughs> he's really good. John Danner? Yeah. Man, that guy's really good. He's a, he's a very smart guy, too. So there's always a lot to get from him. But it, he just had like a... I don't, I don't know. Like, you see his main guys now are all like no-gi submission-only guys. You know, right. they're all really good with the leg locks. And that's just something I wasn't... I wasn't really as as latched on to. So has he always been focused on like that sort of thing? I think he was kind of around he more along the lines of that and now it's really like uber focused on yeah. that. At least at least from what it seems. Right. Um but yeah, so like the Corbinas and the Mendes brothers of the world would be the guys I would focus on. I remember the Mendes brothers came over to the East Coast to teach a seminar at one of my at a Henzo like affiliate school and I went up to the guy. I was I, I knew the guy who was running the gym and and hosting the seminar. I'm like it was a two day seminar. I'm like, can I stay with you guys tonight? <laughs> can I, can I, you know, so they, they were all staying at, at, at this guy's house and I literally slept, slept on the floor, like next to their bed just because, uh, you know, it's kind of creepy. Really it's creepy. not, it's but, not, creepy. it's work ethic, but you know it's what? Awesome I, I picked their brains, yeah, you know, we, did they wake up and you were looking at them and they're like, <laughs> you're staring at them in bed? Ask, hey, can I ask you this question? I get a question. Can I yeah. ask you? No, I just, and it wasn't even like so much. To, I just wanted to, I wanted to see how they act. I yeah. wanted to see what their, what their routine was like. I wanted to, because I heard these stories about like how Hoffa won ADCC. And then like, while guys were going out to partying after ADCC, he would be like just studying his matches. I'm like, I want to, I want to be like that. I know that's the work ethic that I need to have right, to right. be really good. So I would, that's, those are the kinds that kind of latch to not just technique, but also like just lifestyle, lifestyle, approach wise, and you know, and sometimes I see that's a little crazy. You need, you know, you need to have a personality. You, you need to have a, a life, <laughs> but you no, see, but I, think you but do. I always yeah. thought that was, the yeah. way that I was gonna be best for me, like I could never imagine myself eating like crap, <laughs> drinking right. soda and all that stuff, and kind of just partying. I, I would, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would crash in about fifteen seconds, you know, on the mat, you right. know. So I knew that was what was best for me. So I kind of latched yep. onto that. But yeah, right. long story so, short, yeah. I normally sit over there, and there's a reason I think I sit over where you guys are sitting because I can't have the window, and I've been watching. So there's like a yeah. beaver out there in your or, pond, yeah. and now it's like I don't know what it is, but it's like now it's up on. I watched it swim around the thing, and I'm like, it's a, and now it's crawled up the. It's actually a it's a it's a muskrat. That one, oh, the one you're so seeing that, right that now, does is, not sound as cute. No, it's actually standing. It looks like a marmot that swims. Yeah, that's a nice marmot. Yeah, so, uh, for I people mean, who don't know what we're talking about, there's a big window here, and uh, I'm uh, the, we built this studio right next to a pond. I'm trying not to, it's weird. It's a fresh water. Like, help it. And and there's a little muskrat guy who comes out, and there is there are beavers in the pond too. Yeah. But you know that's what's weird? Not one of them that's is that it's a freshwater guy. pond, and there's shellfish in there. It, they're the freshwater mussels. Right? Fresh, no, uh, no, there's freshwater mussels. No, but there was like a uh, yeah. crawfish, right? But also, it was like also, the size of a lobster. Well, that yeah, it was like your 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 foot, yeah, like a sneaker. It was creepy. I I don't have a problem with crawfish, but that was like, wow. I don't know if I want to swim while those guys are in there because right. they're like the big claws. 
Right. So, so, wow. yeah, I get so, so okay, talk about sidetracks. So more, Can we name more, him Moses? More lame. <laughs> Moses the muskrat. <laughs> One more lame question. Okay. And we, we never ask these like interview style questions. I have more lame questions. I just, oh, I, I hate geez. those kind of questions. You know what I mean? Because they seem. And we're not lame. So, and we are not. Nah, dude, lame. We're cool. Toughest, <laughs> ma- tough, <laughs> toughest match or What's toughest against? person to compete against? Yeah. That's I hate, not a lame question. Well, the only thing is like, I always wonder like, is that. Is the toughest match someone I beat? Right. <laughs> or someone could be. I, it could be. Probably the toughest match I ever had is someone I probably lost to. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Is there it's, any like m- memorable match like where you're like, man, that was an amazing... It's nice to do the extremes. You know. That was the best one. That was like the, oh, God. But nobody yeah. knows. Um, yeah. Man, there was a lot... Like I missed the matches at Brown Belt where guys just like would just go at it with each other. There's so many guys that I would compete with at like Brown Belt. Um, one kid who trains at Atos, now this kid, Andres Bernovsky, who's really, really tough. We fought each other like five times and, and I was lucky enough to win all the time, but... Man, every There's every time was just about being so humble, humble guys. I don't know what to say, but I guess I'm the greatest. <laughs> uh, no, no. Don't, don't, don't listen to this. No, it's shit. totally, but like, totally but not sweet. even like talking about the the the, the best guy I ever fought. I'd probably have to say that'd be you know Hoffa or Cobrinha right. or something like that. But just the most memorable, toughest matches I had were just those guys. Brown belt. Me brown belt. We would just go at it with everybody because I didn't really maybe have the technique at the time, but just the, the heart for all those just guys was just there, you know, because you're the ones that are just coming up at the time. You haven't really proved anything yet. So those matches are always the hardest, in my it, opinion. It's funny that you say that because I remember watching you as a brown belt and I'm like, this kid is a killer. Right. Like at brown belt, you were like, you destroyed everybody. I look at him, I'm like, man, I'm so sloppy. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's sometimes the most entertaining to watch. Like, I feel oh, like, There's no question I, there. I, I From the outside point of view, absolutely. Yeah, right, Perfect technique is cool. People going to war, pretty. super fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with Gianni, it's like, you know, he has a sports psychologist and everything and, and to talk it all out. And I think what we've noticed is that sometimes he wants to be too pretty. And he's like, he ever since he sort of like started drilling more like really technical with the finite details and the leg drags and this and that. Before it was just sort of like, just go. I don't know. I'm just going to throw the legs Grip aside. It and and rip it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was great. But then I think he almost like lost part of that when he well, went it doesn't to go black belt. Away. But it's just maybe not in the front right now. But it's now, like right? sort of, well, yeah. it's just like that, that fire that's just like, I don't know. I'm going to win at every cost. And then at black belt, we have all these people watching and you're fighting like the the top guys in the entire right. world. And I think it's really hard to go in there and not like, okay, I'm going to grab this grip and I'm going to put it aside. Right. And rather than just like, I'm going to try to kill you. Well, uh, I don't know how, yeah. but have you seen the try. people that need to make the grips? Like they grab, they, they can't just grab a sleeve. They got to go. Right. Yeah. They like, fold they, it they, they fold it once. Right. <laughs> yeah. They iron it. Right. Um, right. And now I can put my fingers. <laughs> yeah. <on. laughs> But the so so to maybe sort of organize it. What was the what was the first? Can you do you remember the first time you fought someone who was like legendary or someone who you were like, oh god, now this is here we go. Matt, it was crazy. The first time I ever fought uh, Hoffa at Worlds. That's not at Worlds. Not at Worlds. At Worlds at Europeans. I fought him at Europeans, and it was funny because. Um, that was like 10 days after I got my black belt. Yeah. And, and then, on the, and I remember shit. like, uh, so I got my black belt and <laughs> one of my friends who's crazy, he's just a maniac. He's like, uh, little did I realize he's like, so we can go do Coke now. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like, right, right. Uh, 
Remember Alex Condos? Oh, okay. well, you don't have to say their names. Hey, he's no, just kidding. No, we need to give no, him he's a, he's credit. He's a crazy joke. He's like he's like one of the smartest, nicest guys I know too. So, but I'm like. Are you kidding me? Obviously, like I, I don't even drink soda. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I gotta start getting ready to fight Hafa Mendez, you know. Right, right. And little did I realize, my dad looked at like uh, the Europeans, and he's like, "Hey, you know, this division looks pretty good. You know, you should jump in there and, and, and do it." Well, you know, he paid for the trip. I'm like, "Okay, great. So I'll go do it." <laughs> and then like Hafa signed up very last minute, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, all it's right, it's getting real now. Getting I real. guess this is How gonna happen." It? And then like yeah. I, uh, man, the first two matches to me were such a blur because I couldn't even believe after 11 years of training I was competing at Black Belt on the one of the biggest tournaments as it is I barely got by those first was two matches was this your first tournament as a Black Belt as a, with as Europeans a, oh nice Go so ahead. my first two <laughs> matches I, I submitted the guys but I feel like I struggled so hard I was just like I was like where am I what am I doing I, I was at Europeans last year it was like right. the tournament itself wasn't it but it was just being on the biggest stage of Black Belt yeah. and then my third ever match is with Hoffa and I'm thinking like God, I wanted to like basically sleep in this guy's bed. <laughs> now I gotta fight him. <laughs> just a few, just right. a now year. He's welcoming me to black belt. Just a year or two ago at black belt, right. and it was also kind of scary at the same time because he was always so friendly with me, and then also all of a sudden to kind of see him and his brother kind of like be like, "We don't talk to you now." You must break you know, him. I was kind of like, "Holy shit, this is real." Right. And how, how did I, it go? I, how did it go? And I, I lost to him on points. You know, I, I didn't feel like I, obviously I lost and all those guys get, some guys get so excited about losing like to their idol by right. like a close score yeah. or something like that. I was, I was disappointed at myself because, oh, man, I had a hard time bringing him down to more of my level. I just idolized him. I'm like, man, I've got no chance. You know, I'm just going to do my best, whatever. But did you, you know? get past that? Did you, were you capable of walking on there and not being intimidated? Um... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. Sh- I'm not calling you yeah, up, no, man. No, no, no. I'm just I, like, with it. it took me a little while after that to get used to to get used to facing higher level guys, not right. higher level guys, but guys I look up to and being like, "No, I'm going to beat you." Right. You Say know? I'm on your level. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm a worthy adversary. And I'm, it, took, it took me maybe about like it was a good thing, especially when I first got my black belt. I competed a lot. So, man, my first three tournaments of black belt, I competed with Hafa twice, and I fought Otavio Souza. Nice. You know. And those were like great learning experiences for me, and that was a good thing that I, thought I had. He was, that. I thought he was bigger than you. No, he is. Yeah, he right. All right. And he was. And at that yeah. point, he was the like he had won middleweight at black belt two years in a row, and I I lost to him by an advantage. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't great on my part. I wasn't very attacking. I was more defensive because I looked up to him too much. Yeah. I kind of I'm like, oh man, how am I supposed to do anything with him? Well, really, the match was in my hands right until the very last minute. Yeah. But I kind of just I kind of just didn't expect to win. Right. So right. is it? Did you go there with a coach? Um, at Europeans? Initially, no. I had my friend Adam with me who was a purple belt. Cobrinha actually happened to be there, and he coached me. And that was great that he was there because he got me to think more about the match rather than who I was fighting. Right. He kind of helped, helped me battle my mind, yeah. <laughs> get, bring That's myself a huge back. One. That's a huge one. You yeah, know, you that that battle, like, to get your, your mind wrapped into who you're fighting. I mean, yeah, and then to get it's back so to easy because they're all awesome in the divisions that you're fighting in. Yeah. Like, black belt adult, like, they're all going to be superstars. You know what yeah. I mean? So you can't get wrapped up like that. Like, yeah. But it's but, so easy to do. But it was, it was, a, it was probably, like, the best tournament I could have had, the best first experience I could have had at black belt, facing one of the best the first time out there and getting that out of the way. Um, Do you think that yeah. that kind of intimidation, that sort of, you know, the, the run up, the 
thinking about it, you know, even though luckily, it seems like it actually wasn't that long. You weren't sitting there for two months thinking, here I am, I just turned into a black belt, and I have eight weeks before I have to fight Hava. It sounds like it happened sort of, he signed up sort of towards the end, is that the yeah, case? Yeah, we, we both signed up towards the end. Right. I wasn't expecting that. So that's great. Even- so you didn't, you didn't have to stew in it for eight weeks. Well, maybe, who? yeah, it was just kind of like, my dad was like, just go after yeah, him, Johnny. Just do it. So I'm like, yeah. Well, but it was that was probably like the easiest one for me to do at the same time too, because I had no pressure on me. Right. What yeah. What do you have to lose? Yeah. What was the moment when you actually, you know, you actually get up, you stand at the mat. There's the ref. There's the dude. Did you? Could you get through that moment? Was that another? Was that another one? Like, there you are. You're looking at Hoppe. Here it's happening right now. I feel like you're setting me up right oh, now, t- and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm being you can take Musashi you guys you and guys shut don't him know up what I'm talking ass, about. I'm man. not like, playing Musashi. He's setting this me up right really, now. They, well, there's a completely like, oh, there's a, a separate <laughs> podcast they're talking about. Forget about that. It's gone, and I'm it's really gone not like four yeah, podcasts now. Like, I'm really when I realized it when I realized it was gonna happen and we were gonna and this was like I won my quarterfinal match. And I go up to I go up to Adam, or he had to give me his gi pants because they, because mine weren't gonna pass or something like that. We had to change the gis with white and blue, and we start jumping up and down and like hugging each other. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go fight Hoffa Mendes now. Let's do this. Nice. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you? Uh, so we talked about like a ton about the IBJJF stuff, it. but you've yeah. been like brought in to all these new style pay-per-view whatever they are respect and fight to win and like polaris and so that that's got to be a different i mean i know you were just on one where it was a tournament style mm-hmm. but like usually it's just like one match and you kind of know yeah, who you're, you're fighting up against and, a guy and yeah like do you like those you know i mean do you um well i, I mean i really just don't view it any differently yeah. from a tournament you know because yeah. you're trying to yeah. impose your will no matter what the that's it you know i i i really don't overanalyze the person I'm going to fight. Like with anything, I really focus on what I need to be working on. That's going to be best for me. Yep. And that's really it. You know, like people ask, Oh, how do you, how do you prepare differently for, for any other tournament or any other match or one fight compared to maybe four or five matches? I, I, I really just prepare the same. I try not right. to over, I'm already, I'm already doing enough work to the point where I don't feel like I need to make, do it, be doing anything different. Sometimes maybe I'll do longer rounds, shorter rounds, but yeah. really besides that, nothing, nothing too different from there. Do the uh, rule sets change? Like, or are they all pretty much IBJJF rules? Like, like the Polaris stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying I, to- it's pretty much the same. If you do no gi, maybe it'll be more like ADCC rules. Um, I started changing like training a little bit for like ADCC yep. and stuff like that. Especially since that's more like a wrestling tournament than anything else right. now. Right. <laughs> and I got shitty wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like, like going to overtime? <laughs> do you because uh, from the outside point of view, it looks like um, obviously these techniques have always been there. There's people been doing heel hooks for a million years, but mm-hmm. but the system now seems pretty complex. We talked about this on the on the uh, on the podcast before. Like if you go back, you know, 10, 15 years you weren't looking at so many hundreds of techniques all happening, all these different types of styles. You had the, you know, closed guard, you had your open guard, your basic stuff. Do you feel like you need to stay super current? Like, because, okay, Tonin and Ryan are doing this new entry into the way they're doing this heel hook. Do you guys, like, have to do, like, not research, but do you really, or do you feel like this is my game and I'll adapt as we go? How do you approach that evolution? I I see... (sighs) 
I don't need to do what the trendy thing is. You know, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about learning the trendy thing. I'll I'll do the trendy thing if I feel like it's something that's going to work for me and if it's going to be applied. Like if it's not in my game, I'm not going to be like I'm going to oh, I have to add this into my game because it's working for Gary Tune and Gary Tune is a completely different competitor. Right, but than me. but you are keeping up with that. Yeah, I don't see, mean Gary in particular, but just yeah, in general, well, yeah. for example, yeah. Like that's yeah. Um like when I saw like more of the lapel guard stuff coming in, I wasn't like the first one to jump on it, but I'm like, hey, it works pretty well in with the Delahiva. Let me try right. to work it. I don't play it too much, but but I'll work it here and there, and I'll see things that work. Especially with stronger me. guys, I've noticed that that like Delahiva, if you can get the the lapel pulled down, you can control their posture. Like the bigger, stronger guys that like yeah, sleeve grips just don't work. Like they will power out of that for sure. Yeah, and yeah, that lapel so, grip really helps. Yeah, so just like that like i'll add it if i feel like it's it's really necessary but i know what, what works well for me you know especially if you're in the sport long enough you're like okay i don't need to be going like all these drastic different things um but if it works if it if it kind of fits in properly then yeah for sure. yeah it might be the way it's presented to the general public who are who you know who watch uh, jujitsu or train a couple times a week mm-hmm. um but it, you know it's presented like oh my god it's worm guard and it's killing everyone, you know. It doesn't. If I'm getting what you're saying, it's not really like that. It's you. You guys, you're going to be introduced to it somehow. You're either going to see it on the internet, or you're going to see it at a place, or someone at the someone's going to come in doing yeah. some new technique, and you guys will then, you know, sort of chew on it for a little while and then use it or not. Yeah, it's exactly. not as a atomic bomb. Yeah. Oh my God, it's all heel hooks now, you know. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny about that? You talk about the worm guard, you know, you saw Keenan doing it. A yeah, that was just the easiest example I could and think of. And now, like, right. you watch Keenan compete, and, like, all he wants to do is take people down. Yeah, it changes. Like, his, people, people, people change, people evolve, people go through phases, you know. Um, actually, like, I. I did do a lot of like the worm guard because I saw it was working well for me because it, it fits well with the Delhiva and right. like the spider yeah. guard that I like to play. It's just kind of like it fits in with those keeping the distance type guards. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't work for someone like Marcelo who's looking to play butterfly guard and single X. So I remember like there was one tournament, Europeans of all tournaments, the the year after the year after I fought Hoffa, and every single match I played it to some extent with my opponents. You know, and then wow. and then I look at it or I look back, I'm like. Yeah, maybe I used it like twice for the rest of that year. <laughs> you Isn't know, but it was just because that? I was drilling it so much during that period of time, I had the I had a kind of like an f- extra focus on it at that time. And then when I went to go compete, like I was putting it on everybody. Right. You know, so it, and then after a while I was kind of like, "Ah, eh, okay." Yeah. I think it I think it's interesting for and I, and I and I think this is particularly for people that have been training cuz you've been training a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm old. <laughs> But you're you, still happy you're birthday, st- by the way. Thank you, you old <laughs> bastard. But I, I, I swear, if we if we compare dates, we probably started jujitsu pretty close to each other. I, for me, much later in life, and what jujitsu was like then was very, very different. Yeah. And so I think for people that have trained through that, you know, like you being a great example of that, you can you'll pick up techniques and and put them back down again. It's like man, for for six months, this is all I did, and then I was like. I found some other stuff that I like to do, and I kind of moved towards that. And you kind of, you still stick to the, like the the, the the positions you like and the types of guards that you like. But you know, even from from last year to this year, it's almost like you're able to kind of dance around the positions and add different techniques in and different variations of those techniques really consistently. Well, it also comes with like you know, if I if I train the same guys every day, I got to give them different looks after a while. <laughs> right. The rounds just end up being the same all the time. Right. You know. Well, I wonder if if like what you guys were were just talking about, you're in the you're in for the same sort of amount of time. But I think 
coming up now, I wonder if the wide range of techniques forces you to organize a large number of techniques and gives you a different look at the whole system. Whereas maybe a, a long time ago, it would have been open guard, close guard, you know, top, bottom, pass, you know, here are your five positions. You, now, if you have all these techniques, the idea that, like, like you just said, like I was going to do this or I was going to go worm and this guy, you know, Marcelo's looking for a butterfly and single leg mm-hmm. X. And it's like you go, it's almost like there's a new set of a classifications, a subset of classifications. And that makes it easier to add something new because you can kind of put it in the library underneath this tab. Is, is that how this works? Do you look at it that scientifically or are you just sort of like, nah, 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 this is just what I'm doing in this position? Or is there another uh, answer? That's a really <laughs> just weird blew question. His mind, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, man. Yeah. Sometimes okay, it gets so a little a new too thing deep. Com- a new thing comes in, and you're kind of car- categorizing. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, the, 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 then I can kind of like I have it in the repertoire. You know, I I know that it that I can go back to it, and it's kind of like in my memory bank. But yeah. maybe I can go back to it if I need it in certain situations. Depends on who I'm going with. Um, it just feels like a long time ago. It used to be used better baseball as a metaphor. It used to be like this is my homer swing this is my single swing and that's it. And now you got like 72 different swings. Well, you know? I look at it and I always look at jujitsu more as like a tree where I have my, my root, my, my base is my Dele Hiva. And then from there I start expanding that's what I'm talking with about. like, well, I, I can, I can go from Dele Hiva to the X guard from here. Like we did today at the seminar. Right. And I can go from here to spider guard or I can go from here to, to worm guard and this and that and that and that. And then, and then all of those branch out into sweeps, passes, back takes, you know, uh, submissions, and, and then it, you just branch off more and more and more and more and more. And you know, of course, my base. I'll always have my solid base where I have my foundation moves. But then I'll I'll be able to expand and, and have other things that maybe I don't emphasize on as much, but they're there right, when right. need be. Right. So that's you, what I always kind of look at it as. You guys travel a lot. Do you do you like you know? Do you feel like that helps you being exposed to different, like, I mean, people must have different games. Do you pick up stuff? Does it? I don't really pick stuff. Like, if I'm going to roll with someone once, I'm not usually going to pick up a lot. I'm just going to try to kick their ass. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to fuck you up, bro. I think that... <laughs> does it help you, though, because um, you don't know their style? You know, like, I mean, you I don't just, know. I think it's more like, is my stuff going to work? Yeah. That's it, you know? I'm like, it's going to be different at every place, and sometimes there's guys who just, like, they're really just like tough and they like old school smash. Like, yeah, that's it. And there's other people who are going to play the, you know, the, the flexible, like the Hiva, whatever game. And so you kind of figure out like what works. Like I will play probably, I'm not, I don't know if I play like my a game necessarily against people. I'm not like looking to fight them. Um, but like, I'm definitely going to use what I'm good at. Like maybe deal Hiva and spider garden stuff and then see what happens. Um, but definitely, like, I don't know, like, I think it's different for girls. Like, girls can't really go in and, like, try to beat everyone up uh, because it's just weird. And for guys, it's different. Like, of course, like, you can assert your dominance, I guess, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, show why they brought you out for a seminar. I think that's, like, that's good. Right. For me, it's more mm-hmm. like I, I have to still be, like, nice. Uh, and, and, like, I try to be, like, approachable, and I try to, like, teach people if they're lower than me. Otherwise, I just like I train, but it's nothing like. Is it tough to like go to these new places as a woman? Oh, it's nerve wracking sometimes. Uh, There was there was this one time um, that uh, I went with this blue belt guy. One of the one of the the seminars we did, and normally, like I feel that I don't have to really defend my belt rank uh, against anyone, but sometimes people don't roll with girls a lot. Um, 
So they just naturally think that you're like less than, uh, that you're like a girl brown belt is not as good as a guy brown belt. That's and some bullshit right there. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally happens. And I totally were reminded yeah. of it. But it was so funny. There was just one time uh, there was this instructor and just the instructor himself was like very, I mean, he was very technical, but he was just a very aggressive and old school with like the way that he did things. So his students naturally were like that too. So I remember I hadn't really been training. I've been eating like shit because it was right after Worlds. And I trained with this blue belt and he ended up passing because he was just super strong and I was sort of just like whatever uh, and then but right after he tells me wow and you're like you're like you're you're really good for a girl you're like one of the toughest girls I've rolled with and I just kind of equated it to you're an idiot. Uh, he was very nice. Yeah, what are you nice, going to do? You can't win that was just like, from the outside. Yeah. yeah, like what do I say? You can't so win that. I, I just, yeah, coming but in, I yeah. was kind of like mortified and it made me realize like, I really should have tried harder. <laughs> I really wish I would have tried my age. Right. Well, yeah, that person. But even if, yeah. The, you kind of like, I, I, were you going to change that. that dude that minute? You weren't going to change his mind. No, you know, no, right. not at all. Was you it going totally to be like, well, uh, can I try again? Right. I just yeah. was whatever. But then, so, but I always have that in the back of my mind, especially with Gianni, like him taking me with him to all these seminars. And like, I have to kind of prove that I'm a competitive. I mean, if you knew who I was, if you knew my background, if you knew who I've trained with, if you knew, <clears throat> what I've won or whatever, right. fine. But I'm not there to like really sell myself. Uh, Gianni has to sell himself, yeah. not me. Yeah. But I do want to show that I am like you know good too. <laughs> so right. it's funny when, when so, I in order to even yeah. even provide the level of of help during the seminar, it's almost right. like that needs you have to believe that I know what I'm talking about right. for me to be able to go around the room and, and help while Gianni is teaching, well, right? I, there's certain yeah. seminars that I feel okay because like you guys, you don't care. Like you're going to ask me because obviously like, you I know, did today. Yeah, of course yeah, you're going to say, Oh, yeah. did you catch that? Or do you know like what Gianni likes to do? And I will have the answer, especially um, just because I'm more of like a nerd with, with technicalities. Sometimes you'll have the answer better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's other seminars that are really uh, like not strict, but just really formal mm. and I feel weird uh, being there and I'm not the person to like directly approach someone because sometimes they don't want to like I before like they're they don't want to be to told they're not doing it well enough if Gianni's there then of course but like because he's the one that's teaching it but then I don't know what they're going to think of me um, saying something so I wait till they actually like call me over first and a lot of the times uh, sometimes he'll use someone else like he, he said oh I'll use George today and I'm like no, you have to use me because I have to be here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's like, right. you know, right. I agree. And by the by the way, like you can tell that you guys have a good chemistry on the mat together. It's like when you're going over the options and you're like, and if Aaron does this, I've like really worked at that. Yeah, I'm you know horrible, what I'm he's a talking about. Dummy, but yeah, now I kind of like oh, and I'm also like to do I was that. really <laughs> impressed with that. Like I, it's something that I noticed right away. It's like from a teaching perspective, it's always really awesome when the other person like knows what you're knows what angle you're trying to get at. Be like, and if they do this or if this is their defense, you knew like exactly what he was talking about. Like you guys were. Awesome. Really, well, that's, 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 that's just simply <laughs> it's, it's simply added value to the situation. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Cool. It's that. Well, before that, yeah. I mean, like he never used to let me. He would never like show a move if I was on top because I'm a wet noodle. I've gotten better. I've been going to CrossFit, getting more stable. <laughs> well, because she would just be so loose, and I'd be like, I'm, "You're like yeah. you're like water on a rock." You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so hmm. it's hard for me to like like. There were times that he would do this like X guard sweep, and he would catch the leg, but he'd be talking, and I'd have to somehow stay up. So we kind of like devised this plan 
where he would just like hold my weight with his shin, sort of. <laughs> I'll hold there for like a minute. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think anyone really knew what was going He's on. He's like I shaking like, and yeah. like sweats coming down. I feel like we're like magicians sometimes. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll like, joke inside you know. though. I mean, it's like we were saying before about great training partners. Like this is an added value to that situation. You yeah. don't want to teach on somebody. You don't want to teach on a stranger if you can't help it. It's a, if you can make it work, I'm sorry you have to hold the weight up. But you know, <laughs> yeah. You Literally, yeah, he's got to hold the, right. the heavier end of the deal. But yeah. I try, you know, and sometimes I'm, I don't know, it's just not there. And like, that's why sometimes he'll say, you know, if my opponent does, and I, and I kind of like jump the gun, I'm like, oh, like this, like turn away. And then he goes, yeah, or they turn into me. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows like how to like cover up, yeah. not my mistake, but like kind of make it seem like, yep, I was definitely going that way. <laughs> right. So, so uh, sort of the same kind of question, but uh, Johnny, like, uh, don't, you don't have to name anybody, you know, mm-hmm. seminars or anything like that, no places or schools, but you do a lot of seminars. Port have City you, was the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do enjoy coming here. We do. Nice. Have you... Uh, well, that was totally my question was had nothing to do with that. Especially of course. when you of feed us. Yeah, right? Yeah. See? How about... Have you ever had to lay the damn hammer down like has someone ever in the Beat middle of the seminar and- whatever you roll it is someone like okay here it is here's my chance I'm taking this dude out I'm gonna take Gianni Grippo out right yeah. now yeah. Can I, did I you ever have to just like can lay I re- it yeah, down yeah. can I rephrase yeah, the question a little bit please do uh, because you are particularly accessible during a seminar very, like at the end of the seminar so. you're like I'm gonna roll with everybody like mm-hmm. I, I yeah. forgot like, like, like last year he was like I'll roll with everybody and like Donald came up, and I'm like, this is going to be fucking interesting. Because Donald, because <laughs> he's Donald's like the big guy, yeah, 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 two hundred pound bulldozer, right. like who's also but a you, super sweetie, but right. yeah, super yeah. powerful. But right. you roll with Great everybody, you yeah. know what I mean? So there's like the, you, you probably have you go to some, especially like uh, you go to academies that maybe what's the nice word to put it, maybe a little bit more undeveloped than you're used to seeing. And someone feels like this is their chance to go for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I think about that. You know, has it but, happened? Yes. But, or I, but no? I have to put myself out there. It's it's, it's part of the job yeah. because I feel like I don't want to be one of those instructors that doesn't roll with the students. Because, man, the biggest thing I always notice when I whenever someone posts about the summer, I was like, "Yeah, he trained with everybody. I got to roll with him." They don't oh, really no question. Yeah. Half the time, it's not even about the techniques. It's about like being personable with someone, yeah, being right. like being able to be at their level and, and like maybe have a word with them after the round say hey you should do that or you know people really like that so and I liked it when I was a kid too when the instructor would actually roll with me or something like that so that's something I always tried to to keep up with myself well that's where the question came from yeah you would would think the reason why people don't do that is because they don't want to have to go to war with some asshole they don't know you what the most nervous I get is when I have to roll before the seminar. Right. And it was easy today because I know you guys and right. it's, it's easy. But sometimes when I go to these places and I don't know anybody and I can tell there's just a lot of... When I say, okay, guys, we're going to start training, I can see a lot of hungry eyes. They all show their tattoo man, all I've, at one point. I've, started, I've, start, I've been to like some, some other countries and stuff like that where they had me out for a seminar. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you later who I was talking about. But... <laughs> um, Man, I remember those. Like, out, I even though. remember this one black belt who used to who competed a little bit, and he was just like so determined to just like I could tell he wanted to win by points. You know? <laughs> He's counting <laughs> the points or, in his yeah, head, or even advantages. Right. I remember he got he had me in this footlock that was pretty tight, and probably in his head he's like, I got an advantage, and then all of a sudden he just latched onto half guard. And I'm like, all right, this is <laughs> you got your advantage. <laughs> like, is this the most fun we can have right it's, now? It, I teaching mean. it, te- uh, training at seminars is always a little scary because you kind of put yourself at risk. It's gotta be you right, know? yeah, right. You're like man, and, because 
you know, I, I, I get tapped in training and you never know when someone is just going to catch you. Right. And, and then, everybody and then does you never though, know right? when someone's going to be like, off oh, Gianni, pff, yeah, he taught a seminar, yeah. but I tapped him there. Yeah. I, I swept him. He's right? not that good. You can't, Whatever, you you can't worry about so that man, asshole. I'm like, you can't. I think yeah. I think I, I have to more mentally prepare myself when I go teach at seminars and train afterwards than I do for when I compete Com- because I, you know it's like it's not you have to put try to put on a show and even when I'm I even notice when I'm training I try to do what I was teaching as yeah. well just so people can see that that it actually works at the same time so I mean I don't think about that as much now I really enjoy te- uh, rolling with different with different people it doesn't really matter to me and I, I think as I've gotten older I've I've grown less of an ego um but still you know there's always a little like oh i better make sure i do all right so people people can say like okay well johnny's good so you guys put an awesome seminar on yeah i don't think you're at risk of that happening anytime soon like you know your game is is really difficult to deal with even with our like i'm a lot bigger than you are and it was just like you see, I, I wanted no part of the time. I'm like, I'm going my A game <laughs> <laughs> with with the big guys. I'm like, I'm playing my A game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it, another there, fucking omoplata. <laughs> we had a friend recently <laughs> ask us, literally like yesterday. He he was asking us a little about seminars and how because he's kind of like going to start really paying attention to um, you know how they run, how to get paid, how to do all those things. And he was like, okay, so how long do you normally teach for that? Blah blah blah. And he goes, so how much of it is like tech? Technique versus like sparring. Do you always guarantee that you're gonna like spar? And I said, you know Gianni, right? Like <laughs> he just wants to train. Right. So right. to That's, him, yeah, right. yeah, for Gianni, it's, it's not like, day, yeah. oh, well, they're paying me, so I should train. Like you don't have to pay him to do the he training. He just wants to. Yeah, anyway. like he'll go the whole seminar and then want to train right. because it's not like he's got to get his training in somehow, right. and right. He, has to, he has to sweat because usually when we go to seminars we're eating and you got to burn it all off and <laughs> right, you know right. so it's like that you're not paying for that <laughs> right. he'll freely do that like i said he will drill with someone off the street you might have to pay him not to train yeah. well yeah. Was, right. like yesterday we had a two-hour class and we did a two I, I feel i feel weird if i do any less than two hours of teaching yeah. right. so then i'm like okay we did the q a i'm like wait so i haven't I still haven't trained with anybody anybody want to roll everyone was yeah. starting to leave and i'm there and then like six you're people like stuck, you're not leaving six people yeah. stuck around and i made sure i rolled like i almost went like two rounds with everybody they're all like right. johnny <laughs> teaches a good seminar but he's kind of weird he wouldn't let anybody leave he's blocking yeah. the door <laughs> yeah. yeah but i so i mean for like i've been to a lot of seminars and i think and you know you what you do is really cool like there's a lot of stuff for sure but it's not like a lot of different stuff it's like you to the same entry yeah, every time. Yeah, so it's like you really hammer on it over and over and over and, and over you know again. I still think I can I can do better with that because also I I want to hear what people think. Like, is that is that too repetitive? Because no, then they can no, drill that I don't think own. so. No, okay, good. I that think that's awesome. good because it works we, well. We drilled the entry like, which is a pretty like it's not just like pulling guard. You know what I mean? Getting into single leg X and getting into a good X guard, like a good X guard. Um, is something maybe people don't drill as much as they do, like closed guard yeah. and, and like spider guard and things like that. But then you branched out and showed so many options off that to show people like there's a lot you can do here. Like you yeah. don't always have like from single leg X. It doesn't have to be this like you know stand up single type thing. You know what I mean? Switch there's, to something else. Yeah. You can switch. But we to kept drilling else. that same. But, but you got the over, entry down. Well, you know so what, that, because the entry today was like 
atrocious to begin with most of the people. Right. <laughs> right. And then by the end, everyone was just yeah. not even thinking about it and so, going into it. And that's yeah. really nice. I think that's really awesome in a seminar because so many times you can go to a seminar and it's just like, here's 75 different techniques that are, yeah, these are all good, yeah, but you that. do yeah, like so many, you're like, yeah. have a hard time remembering yeah. one. Yeah, Whereas, right. man, we just drilled, and both seminars, or all the three seminars I've been to with you, um, we've drilled, 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 and I actually... It's become it's it ingrained him. Yeah, it sticks, sticks with yeah. me, man. Especially since uh, you really kind of bracket things conceptually. You know what I mean. Although we did a bunch of different sweeps and back takes today, conceptually you were kind of like you're going to the same place, and it was like branches off of the same concept, yeah. which makes it easy to remember. Like I don't have to think about it and remember. 10 techniques from today. Yeah, yeah. I just need to remember the concepts and it'll all come back to me. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really intelligent way of running through a seminar so that people actually, it's not just... I show the flashiest moves that are out there right now, and you're really impressed at the time, but you actually add zero of them to your game, and it does you no benefit whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I see some guys teaching techniques. I'm like, man, does that even work? You right. know, I, I and the, the one thing I always learned, like Armored John Donner told me this, he's like, Gianni, you know, show them... Show them everything. Like, really, don't 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 just don't just bullshit them. Of course, you know, teach them stuff that's gonna work. But always make sure you show something really fancy at the end. That's kind <laughs> right. of along those lines. So that's well, why it's exciting that's for the why, people that come. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like to always start basic. And it's kind of like thinking about that tree theory. Yeah. Kind of like giving you the base. Mm-hmm. Like starting, we we started off with the base of going into single leg X and X guard, and now I'm gonna give you all the branches and all the all, all the branches that branch off from there, right. you know. And then at the end, maybe I'll give you something like really fancy that almost leaves you like wanting more and like saying, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. saying and I found out that's that, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that system works. You well, know? I think I it's great. Keep up with that. No, it was awesome. For sure. Well, I have a question. So, um, you know, I I haven't been in in jujitsu very long, so I, I would consider like. It being part of whatever you want to call the modern era of jujitsu, not the really early part of jujitsu, but you guys have been doing this for a long time. So you seem, both of you guys seem to navigate your way through a number of different instructors. Mm-hmm. Now, if I understand correctly, a long time ago, this was a big no-no. Mm-hmm. There was a, so, I mean, I certainly don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm kind of giving you an opportunity to, to, to answer that idea. I, I personally, as a musician, I couldn't understand the idea of only learning from one music teacher. I mean, the, so for me, coming from the outside, and I apologize to anybody who's sort of old school about this, just my my opinion only, it seems silly to just have one jujitsu instructor for my entire life. And that yeah. would not be something that I, certainly as an older uh, man, would be interested in doing. And I would always, I'd just be like, great, that was fun. I don't care what fucking belt you put me on. I'm going somewhere else just to get more ideas, you know? Yeah. So... You know, do you have an opinion on maybe like how to manage that coming in for someone newer to the system? I mean, is is that a good way of putting this? I, I am aware that yeah, in yeah, your yeah. situation, you're actually right now. If I understand, you're you considering at some point you're moving from one school to an, to well, a new place. Moving right from the east coast to the west coast. I had to go through I'm a lot of barriers to Gianni actually see. Yeah, answer this however he would like is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So yeah. So I, yeah, I spent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to talk Next about it, question. Totally the answer to your question is yes. Go ahead, and then maybe I'll chime in. Well, I'm really—I don't want to call it your situation. What I'm saying is, 
can do you have advice for people who would like to learn from more than one thing? Is it I really mean, just a matter of just finding the right school in the first place, or damn, I fucked up? Everybody's gonna hate me. Yeah. Because no, there's a lot. There, okay, great. there's a lot of reasons that you would like. What you're going off of is like, oh, I just want to learn from other people. Um, but a lot of people will switch academies because of a lot of things. They're not mm. totally comfortable. They can't be themselves. It's too formal. It's too expensive. It's um, not close to their house, but mostly it's like, do I do I fit in? So with jujitsu, it's like it's kind of a social support, right? So you oh, you come in a lot of 100%. like a lot of social rejects um, yeah. will go in like myself. <laughs> Hello, hi, uh, yeah, like so, all, okay. yes, right. So it's like, but if there's like a um, you know with what you I don't know see in what you need out of a training partner, and if there's just if it's not there, it's not your fault, um, but. I think that you don't have to necessarily leave a gym if you want to learn from other people because there are fantastic seminars happening and not enough people these days are supporting them uh, as much as they were before. I remember I used to go to seminars and right. it would be like 100 people. Uh, nowadays, you know, you're lucky to get 15 sometimes. Why do you think that is? Do you think, um, I think there's a I lot of availability. You're not getting me off this topic, buddy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like you could get a DVD. So many people have DVDs. So many people have online training, the on, the online right? thing is you know? right there, yeah. So then if that, I mean, again, if you have an, like, I don't know. If you've an instructor who doesn't want you to learn from someone else, that's a whole different story. And yeah, maybe you should leave because that's not okay. I mean, right. you have like I think that back in the day, people failed to recognize uh, that people were paying customers. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we're all close, and there's like a really big bond, and it's a lifestyle. I understand that. And just because you can learn from someone on the mat, and you can probably learn really great life lessons, that person can influence you uh, in, in huge ways. But it does not mean that you are required to learn from only them or that you have to sell your soul to them because right. it's just not that. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, competition I feel like brings up a big thing too. And that's what I'm getting at. Yes. I feel like I feel like if yeah. if 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 teacher X is teaching student Y to do well, they do well. It represents their school. If student Y right. then goes to another school. Right. It's awkward, but they got to be able to go where they're going to go. Well, it seems like it's I not mean, like, oh, this if, new school. Well, we if thought you as an instructor seems, are doing uh, your job like you have yeah. to. I mean, people, I think also instructors forget that it's a two way street. Like you can't expect someone to represent you in competition if you're not able to hold up your end of the deal and being right. really supportive. You know, it turns into go win that tournament or like, you know, they don't even have to say it. But if they're only promoting you, if you win. If they're only like saying, "Yeah, I'm really mm. proud of my that's student," a really that's actually a point. That's pretty fucked up, that's a right? Powerful yeah, but point. It happens right. all the time. Sure, it sure. happens all the time. Yeah, and, and let's just—I just mean, I want to be super it. clear. None of the things we're talking about. We're not talking about Port City. We're not talking about the schools that you guys right, are, right, right. are going yeah. to. No, it's just I, no, no, no. In general. I understand, yeah. but as we're responsible podcasters here. If you just join the conversation, we're talking about a general concept here, right? This yeah, is, we're not talking about people, people in particular. Would and should right. and could but leave I have been their a part of it. gym. <laughs> well, yeah, we've all been a part of it. I think I the have, point is that I, I want to yeah. offer you an opportunity no, I mean, to talk about it. Yeah, if you don't want to. I mean, it, it's it's like I've I've been promoted under three different people, and and like 
most people would say, that's awful. You know, that would be awful. said anything you about that. They all hate me. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, but I'm the reason that he left, right? But um, no, they, I, I, they yeah. like, but then when you find out who I've gotten my belts from, you know, Hamilo Bajal, Cobrinha, and Marcelo Garcia, like, pretty, they pretty, don't say anything after that. Right, <laughs> right. That's it. You know? Marcelo will never talk to those other people ever again because, right. no, you can't. And it's funny yeah. because I have, like, some of the most well-connected, like, nice guys that I've, like, everyone loves Hamilo. Everyone loves yep, Marcelo. Everyone right. loves Cobrinha. Like, yeah. there's no, like, like, they don't dominate, like, their, their whole you know, area. I mean, I chose to leave a school that was, you know, 15 minutes from my house versus, and then I moved to some, it's 45 minutes from my house. Yeah. And that's well, because there was no one for me. There were no girls. Yeah. It was a lot different. To be back super then, clear. You know? I think it's just, there's a big difference between how something appears on the internet and reality yeah. on the internet. The only thing you can talk about objectively is a really strong opinion. Whether you agree with it or not, like that, it's strangely a subjective concept. This is my opinion, is now the one thing we can talk about objectively because you either do or you don't have it. Are you right. with me or not? When you leave a school, you are horrible. Or when you leave a school, you are going to, to a new place. These are just opinions. Well, you know what's funny? And you're like, not uh, going to win. Nobody's going to win this. Well, I was really happy. Like, uh, we got in contact with, not to go too personal, but, um, when the guy we told the we're friends with the guy from Flow Grappling, Highwell. Um, he right. he runs BJJ mm-hmm. Hacks. Really nice guy. You know, Aaron knows him through through writing for the for his site, of course. Um, and I knew him through him covering a lot of the tournaments I would be competing at. And I told him like, yeah, we're moving to California in late October, early November. <laughs> because you're and moving. That's because great. Because I'm moving. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and he's like. Awesome. Do you mind? Like, do you think we can post? He, he wants to. He wants flow grappling to be more like how like a a basketball player signs with an NBA another right. another team. Right. You know, have it something like that, like newsworthy. You know, right. stuff like that. Oh, Gianni Grippo's moving to California. He's going to be training Cobrinis. That's that's cool. That's news. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we did that because if I went to Cobrinis. You know, the internet would be like yeah. Gianni Grippo is a traitor. Yeah. They don't realize they they, they wouldn't right. realize that I actually graduated from school. Right. That I, I, Moving I'm, to I'm right. doing it to save so money. I see what you mean. So you got so, out ahead of it by putting yeah. it out there. It's funny because so now, look, we're Boston. We are Boston fans. Like yeah. we love our guys. Virtually every great except for a few Red Sox player has ended up at the fucking Yankees, right? So <laughs> it happens all the time. And we're making a joke about it, but it's professional sports. You move around, you get traded, and it's for some reason in in jujitsu. This is maybe I just think people need to see it a little right, more yeah. like a professional well, and, sport. And you're gonna do what you're gonna do because you're moving your career forwards, and it's not a personal thing. And it yeah. might not even be jujitsu related. Yeah, right. you guys just moved to California. Right. You yeah. guys can just move to California. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Like, Goddamn it! I looked my name up on Twitter, and there was a few, <laughs> that's really a bad idea. idea. And there was yeah. a few people that were like. Man, Gianni Grippo back at it again. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'd, what? Dude, you, you got to train at Marcello's and live in <laughs> yeah. California still. You got to commute. Yeah, you gotta, you somehow you got to do that. It's the only way you can do it. No, I, I, think, I think the people, okay, so the old thing about sort of arts and the, and the, and the internet, there are very few people that enjoy a song 
and then write to the internet that they just had a nice time enjoying it. No, right? Yeah. It's only the people who have a reason to hate something that they are going to write it the fuck apart. Why? Oh, they're not. You're not going to get out of your chair and go. That was a nice TV show. You're going to get out of your chair and go. I can't believe that they've totally fucked up Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I mean, the people that, that are podcast gonna, sucks. Well, that's the thing. It's true. But so so guy, in your situation, how many people are going to go? Hey, cool, Johnny's. Going to California. What the fuck is he thinking? It, it's shady. I hate California. Yeah, the weather. Oh, Why would you want to go to California? This is but beautiful out here. Here's the- what I'm saying is I'm not going to write something about that. Someone who's going to write is going to be trying to hate you for whatever reason. Yeah. So you can't fight that in 2016. Oh, I know. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's going. No, I mean, it's. it's like I'm not even being like bro about it. I mean, it's going to happen. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. No, oh, oh yeah. So I, I was it's on part of to the find game. a few. But then when I went from Henzo's to Marcel's and I didn't say a word why, mm. man, so many opinions were It was made. like so, worse. It so was maybe my fault. Really yeah. Maybe it was it was yeah. my fault. <laughs> You've ruined him <laughs> right. yes. numerous yep. times. Numerous so, times. Right. Numerous. My parents were right. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> so a couple thoughts. Now you're ruining his brother. But that, <laughs> it's great that you, you got done out, enough? That you, it's great that you did get out in front of it. You are coming up with a solution. It kind of sucks you have to do this. But man, maybe it's another mark that this is becoming a more professional sport yeah and you're just getting a little better professional hate now <laughs> right but i must be doing something right yeah, exactly. my, my, yeah. dad, my dad had this great quote uh when he this kid uh, my one of my dad's friends when he was like when he was a kid and my dad's old so this was like the 50s or 60s but um <laughs> he one of his friends was like bullied in school or some kid didn't like him right. and he went back to his his dad's home and he my dad happened to be with him this guy, he was just wearing a wife beater shirt. The only light in the room was just the TV screen, and he had like a beer in his hands. So you can kind of get an idea. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Dad, you know, this kid doesn't like me at school. You know, he's picking on me or he's calling me names. And he doesn't look at his son. He just kind of like just stares right into the screen. He's like, Son, if everyone liked you, you're a goddamn idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and I think it's true. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, think, I agree with it. Yeah. If you try to just please everybody, you know, then, then no, but you're. The, it, it's, not gonna happen. Yeah, it's just right. not, well, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So two things. First of all, I, I hope that you know your attitude stays good about it because everybody they want to, especially online, they want to hate, and they and they don't base things on facts, and they don't know you, and they don't know Aaron, and they don't know why you're making these decisions to do the things that you're doing. Right but they they grab onto something and they want to yeah. run with it, and that's bullshit. So I hope you like you're able to kind of maintain a positive attitude about it. Yeah. Um, for sure. I don't know. I'm, we avoid I'm, forums. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, you can't read comments. I'm, they don't now. They don't, when, right. I was, when I was like when I was like uh when I made that first initial move to Marcel's, I was really bad because I would look at all of it. I'd be like, I, oh God, feeling I'd, bad. I'd, I'd be feeling bad. I'd be I'd be questioning myself, you know, I'd be like Really upset for a while. Aaron remembers that. I just felt really fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't know me. <laughs> yeah, guys, they didn't know me. I'm like, what? But but now it's it's whatever. You know, people can say whatever they want. They can they can say stuff, and I'll just I'll be like, no, it's like it's like right. jump cut uh, over to fine. George Clooney looking you going. You read forums? Like, why would you <laughs> yeah. read yeah. forums? Like, people who've been dealing with this for their yeah, whole lives. And like, don't well, read forums. You know who we became friends? Well, friends with. You know, uh, I taught a few private lessons too. Is uh, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you watched the show, but uh, we became friends with uh, Spencer Pratt, 
and and Heidi and Heidi and Heidi Montag is yeah yeah and you know we taught a few private lessons they're really nice but they're just known as like villains on oh they're portrayed so horribly and I had no idea I never watched it but Aaron's like you gotta let me know what his personality is like just because he was just such an just such an a hole on TV oh my god he was a dick because TV is so real paid the bills and he's so nice you know and and he but. Anyways, of course, he. Oh, whenever I read something or I even post a picture, like, hey, taught a private lesson with this guy, kind of pulling off my celebrity, you know, yeah, moment. Right. And people are like, why? Actually, there was like a little bit of a thread going, like, why would Gianni train this guy? <laughs> what you is know, it? Like, <laughs> this guy is so nice. <laughs> it's TV. <laughs> it's TV. Yeah. And you can't, you can't stop people's opinions. It's, it's so right. no, but crazy. Like, yeah. But with reality TV and everything else, like in tabloids and stuff, it's like that's what people feed off of. And really, it's kind of a joke because they are living in an amazing area of California and like are, you know, living the life because of those shows. And, right. and yeah. like, because because he can be a character. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all about being a character. Literally, we'd be hanging out just like this, and then he would go to Snapchat, and he would to- just like turn on, you know, and like say whatever, and then uh, be like, anyway, going to character, you know, yeah. yeah, like, yeah and that's, really but, but if you're able to do that, like, and it doesn't affect you, uh, your everyday life, but, like, but more you power didn't, to but you. you guys didn't train your whole lives. To flip on a character for Snapchat. No, no, and that's why Jiu-Jitsu is not like that. That's you know? well, that no, that's what I'm getting at. Is so then w- right now is probably not. I'm just just being logical. The best time to attempt to be a Snapchat hero, like th- that's not our jobs in the world. Your, your job in the world is, is to be awesome at Jiu-Jitsu, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know what I mean. So that's great for those guys, and that's fantastic. But it's. I don't feel like there's a need for you to learn how to do that. You know, I feel like the right thing to do is to just be fucking awesome. Right. Because the truth is, all the, we keep talking about the people, those people, you know, yeah. people say, they don't fucking walk out on the mat with you. Who told us that? Remember that? Like, they don't walk out there. They're not They're living not in the your ring life. with you. That's They're what, not in the ring with you. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. we had a really great podcast a week or so ago, which we're, we're still coming off of here. But <laughs> it's like, we had it was a lot of big, you know, bomb lines but that's one of them like fuck those people they're not going to step out on the mat with you and they don't pay your bills either they're not they don't do the work they're not training and they're not doing it and let's say for a second that it was actually like like if it was i'm not saying it is like it's probably for a lot of you you already said it's for a lot of different reasons yeah if it was just for jujitsu reasons it's like why is that not okay you know Mm. there's there are Lots of academies that don't promote their students to go train at other places. Yeah. People that would be pissed, like for like like you know, my instructor Roberto, like, is he going to get mad at me that I went to Cardosiander's place or that you know when you open an academy that I come to? Of course not, because he's like, was the training good? You know what I mean? What you learn? Like, show me. It's too small of a community. That's what I always noticed with Marcelo's that I always really appreciated. It wouldn't be like. uh, why were you there? Why would you want to work with that guy? You know, even Marcelo would be like, when I come back from Cobrinas or, or any of the guys there, I'd be like, oh, what'd you, what'd you work on? Who'd you train with? How was it? You know, that, you have something it. cool to show me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I mean. it's, what, it's what just, do you have for me? I would, <laughs> a, a great instructor wants their students to be as awesome as they can be. And I would imagine there are very few instructors that are so arrogant to think, I am the only person. I am the only solution to your jujitsu. So moronic. I mean, it's so on. moronic. Is and that what you're going to be like when you run your own school? No, you're not going to be like you. I am your only solution. You can't. You know, do that. and it's it's bad for jujitsu. Like our, our it, it's you know we're 
so small and so delicate still, you know what I mean? Like CrossFit came up like like a jackhammer and now they're huge, you know what I mean? Where jujitsu was there first, like, but we grow organically and we we have a community that we all kind of we sort of take care of each other, not to be too touchy feely. Yeah, so it's like they're all, say, all brothers until someone else comes along. Either, yeah. though. Right. It's not something that can easily like, like there's not McDojos, I mean, that we no. could really like right. use. I mean, everyone asks your lineage, right? It can't just pop up anywhere. And right. so it needs to come from the roots to actually be qualified as like real jujitsu. Totally. Right. And so for us to say, no, don't go train with that guy or no, we're only hurting jujitsu by doing that. Right. By not letting people A, share techniques and learn new techniques and have some actual growth and, and B not to behave and act like a community, like to yeah, believe not, that it's some kind yeah. of us or them type of thing not, when yeah. we're all just, we all just train cause we love jujitsu. Yeah, I think if you're, we, right. if, you, forget that if you, if you, right. if you feel confident as an instructor, then if someone wants to go train with someone else, and then they come back or they don't. It, maybe it's because, you know, you got to stop by your fucking instruction. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I know I'm being a little bit aggressive and, and this has nothing to do with uh, Johnny and, and Aaron at all. But oh, so it has to do with me? No, the bottom line is, <laughs> no, I, actually, I'm complimenting you, but that's the point. I mean, uh, you know, I know if I'm teaching something that if all my students decide to leave and go with someone else, it's possible the problem is not yeah. my students. <laughs> now, I'm not calling anybody else out, but I mean, that could be the problem right there. So I think students are going to leave for a zillion reasons. One of them is because they fucking graduate from college and decide they want to go live in California exactly. for whatever reason. I don't know why you would want to do that, but whatever. Riddler hates California. Think about it. Can't One take it season... Hates it. No trees, like oh my god, oh. he's we, such we, a hater. It's a mall. Trees. It's a giant girl. mall. Yeah. Right. It's a mall. <laughs> it is a mall, and I'm very comfortable in them. When I was homesick <laughs> in Denmark, we were in Copenhagen, and I was having a hard oh, time, oh. but I found a mall, all and I, I felt mall. much better. All I was like, all, oh, all my all my ancient old mind oh, is going oh. is like Denmark, California, let, Denmark. I'll let H&M. you know. I'll, I'll let you know how I adapt. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's weird. You still have a little bit of an accent, which is gonna be a problem when you go to California. I'll tell you, Northeast. I just, <laughs> I just do jujitsu. I design right. You got. You, there's don't a common to thread, Riddler, man. And you're going someplace. You know, I feel like the Northeast has really come up in their jujitsu. Like the thing, the places you can train now. How many world champions? I mean, it's in crazy. the Northeast. It's crazy. Oh man, there's but, so many. You know, there's there's so many good places to train out west now. But people think of of jujitsu outside of Brazil. They they talk about LA, yeah. right? And uh, it's just it's such a weird place to be, come from the Northeast to go to LA. You're like, this is not the same planet. This feels so different. I'll do it again. It's, it's, a, so it's a beautiful guys, place. Yeah. It's not yeah. that. It's not for me. But whatever, you know. It's no, but weird. it used to be that. Used to be the only game in town, right? There'd be a couple of little places, and then sort of Southern California. We're but really now for life requirements. No, right? I understand. <laughs> I'm just calling out your Southern California. That's, right, that's well put, right there. Right, right, right. That's my well mama's put. There, yeah. right? <laughs> also, my mama. respect. Res- <laughs> All the, respect. We were out there for the Pan Ams, and Riddler was there, and I just kept telling him, "I love California. <laughs> you were just <laughs> I love it." And I was surfing. I was man. I love California. I'll give you that. The, I the love sur- it. Surfing's awesome. Uh, the surfing thing is awesome. Not, I'll give you that one. So one of the cool, like, w- so we we saw you guys out for the Pan Ams, and uh, that was one of the most fun trips of my entire life. And uh, it was such we had such a great time doing all kinds of different things. But like, um, one of the coolest things was when we went to your seminar 
at I'm Studio sorry, 540. I wasn't there. Yeah. I slept in. He was day. drinking uh, strawberry daiquiris in the pool. I'll show you a hilarious picture. Oh, it's <laughs> ridiculous. While they were at the seminar, Mike Pellegrino, one of the guys that I got my black belt with, um, you know, he owns an academy down in Massachusetts called Mass BJJ, along with Nate Ryan, who's another black belt under Roberto. And uh, it was just not going to be that kind of a morning. You know what I mean? We were like, it was I, early. It was 11 a.m. Super early. Yeah. yeah. And it was just coming off of. So admittedly, like what you're talking about, Hoffa being like an ADCC, I was like the other guys <laughs> who after they competed, they went out to celebrate. And it was like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But so we ended up in a hot tub together drinking Two strawberry dudes daiquiris. Drinking daiquiris, texting me pictures. Always the hot tub with you. Yeah. I always. <laughs> always. I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to not be threatened by that. <laughs> well. <laughs> Everybody just stay really quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. No one else no one else is that comfortable. So that was like awesome. That that seminar was awesome. We went and we went with our friend uh, Luis and we Really, really had a great time at that seminar. And you're going to do another one yeah, pretty uh, soon. October 2nd in New York City. We actually got the New York Police Academy. Uh, we train with a guy who um, trains um, recruits there. And um, and we are able to to get this huge, 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 huge facility. It's just like, it's huge. I, I can't even, like, it's just giant. I mean... How many like basketball courts? Like got like two, three, four. We got like four basketball courts, but they track. spent like they spent like one point eight million dollars just on the floor alone. Just the flooring to, to redo it and everything. So it's, it's beautiful. Place. It's got this whole intercom like uh, in there and like a little stage podium thing. So we're you know allowed to use that room. And they were like, yeah, the recruits will put the mats down. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll just use them. And it's a, a Sunday, so there's no one that's going to be there. We basically have the facility all to ourselves. We could make people go through the X-ray machine if we like. <laughs> we um, should. We should. <laughs> yeah, make it really official. Right. Um, so so I, I got that nailed down, and so um, now I'm just working on the the people to teach. Uh, you know, normally normally it's just sort of like, all right, I want some big names to really pull the people in, and then while they're there learning from these big guys or getting pictures with them for Facebook, you know, they'll learn about mental health. Um, and then I realized, you know, that's not really the, like what I want. I had a lot of people that stepped up in California because I knew them. They knew um, about my dad's suicide. They knew about things that... You know, that, that kind of like affected me, affected people they know, and they really were there for the cause and, or me. And that, that was fine. That was fine. You know, because Hamilo Baha was there. So, Hamilo, that was who I got my boo belt on. That's the first, first person I trained on. I'm sorry to do it, but you got to kind of give us a little organization. So, you're talking about what right. are you talking about when just, you so, don't need the whole story, but just generally what are we so talking about? It's called Submit the Stigma. Is basically, that what we're yeah. So, Submit the Stigma is the campaign I made. Yeah, and like so hashtag Submit the Stigma. Yeah, all because in one I wanted word. people to share it. And so, when you share the fact that there's mental health i mean you're you're automatically uh killing the stigma of it because sharing people the, don't talk sharing about the it. idea of talking about mental health and, issues and mental illness in Openly, itself. Right? right right because it's very hard for people and there's a lot of i realize there's a lot of people in jiu-jitsu including myself that deal with their mental illness and so having an outlet right and being able to talk about it is very important it's funny because you're you couldn't be more right i mean just looking yeah. at the people that i know in jiu-jitsu you can make a, you can draw a line between most of them and a few people i just don't know that well we're de- not dealing with directly with mental health issues but I, i'm making a little bit of a joke but dealing with their own things in life we have a very good friend uh who, who's been on the podcast who just did this live thing on the internet maybe 
possibly unbeknownst to himself, talking about what jujitsu meant to him. Jujitsu is, uh, for a lot of reasons, we don't have to dig it all apart right now, but it's a really important part of a lot of people's lives. And I think it does touch directly on the concept of, we'll just say mental health, not necessarily mental health issues the way you're talking about it, but even people who are not directly you know, affected by Diagnosed this. Diagnosed or anything. Yeah, yeah. Are, are still going to understand because maybe they're just dealing with all that fucking shit that just happened in their lives. Right. And there's nowhere else to turn and you need to just fucking beat the shit out of somebody, but you're <laughs> not going to do that. And right. who better than some person with a big damn head that looks like mini Chael Sonnen and my friend George. <laughs> right? My, who is this guy, Chael Sonnen? Now, now, now it's he all you'll see. Right. All you'll looking. see. Do you see right. what I mean? It's now, all you'll see. Now you're, like, <laughs> now you're like, you know what? And that dude is okay with it and he's trying to beat the shit out of me or whatever. Obviously, I'm making a joke, but I think you're really onto something. It's not just, I know you're onto the, to something with Submit the Stigma, but that you're connecting it to jujitsu in particular. It's not just some sport and i a lot of people to be honest they like for example maybe you start when you're young and you just have a great time doing it you love it and that's great well, and that's there's, the and, difference and, but there's us. nothing wrong with that right. at all but a lot of people some you know, people look at need all the, this yeah, yeah. look at all the veterans that come like, in and yeah. going why are so many of these veterans so unbelievably moved by the experience of coming in and doing this and it's i'm not going to try to uh, there's no reason to try to explain it bottom line is i think you're in the right place so I know I pulled you off your, your idea, right. but... Well, I mean, I think, like, like so I started, and I literally, uh, I could not do jiu-jitsu. Be, like, when I first learned about it at the Pan Ams, when I first was, like, I, I first saw a competition as yeah. about jiu-jitsu. I thought everyone who trained jiu-jitsu competed. Hmm. That, boy, was I wrong. Right. But when I, I, I could not step into a gym yet because I had a lot of acne, and I had a lot of self, uh, you know, like self-confidence issues. How crazy is, that? How crazy is right? that idea? And so yeah. at the point, I was taking Accutane, which is like the highest. And so like the highest, uh, you know, medicine that you could take for it. In fact, you're not allowed to get pregnant. And so quick side story is that uh, my mom, the, the dermatologist actually put my mom under the prescription because my mom obviously was old enough that she couldn't get pregnant. Because otherwise, I would have to come in every month and, and, and have a pregnancy oh, test, right? Wow. Because you, huh. your baby yeah. would be a conehead. Should you? And there was everywhere huh. on the package showing that your baby's going to be a conehead. <laughs> and so my mom went to go fulfill the the prescription for me. I'm sorry, you okay? just have to you just have to give us a laugh break on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> just go pause for a sec. There's another one. Okay, <laughs> so right. more coming. So We're over my, the babies or conehead. This is my, this is my favorite. Story this is good to comedy say. acting. You have um, to stop for a sec. Let them laugh. So uh-huh. this is my favorite story about my mom. And why I love her so much. She's my biggest supporter. Um, so she went to go pick up the prescription for the first time. And on, obviously people know that with Accutane, it's very serious. Like some people don't even let their kids take it because right. it's like, it dries you out. You Makes know, everything like come out exactly. all at once, right? So um, my mom went to pick it up and, and for whatever reason, the pharmacist was kind of nosy, I guess. And my mom's telling me the story. And <laughs> she goes to get the prescription and pay for it. And the pharmacist goes, you don't, you don't look like you need Accutane. And my mom immediately goes, 
It's not on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom's the best mom, right? She's the best. She's the best mom, Mom. man. That's that's a best mom. And the creativity runs wild. That was yeah. It it runs in the family. Is what happens. Yeah, completely mortified. But like that's all she could say because she didn't want to. You know, she could have easily said something like, "Well, I need it," or "It's prescribed to me." Why don't you use your nose? Yeah, the reason you don't see it is because I use it. Yeah, right. No, no, it's not on my face. You know, a lot of imagination there. So. How so I started jujitsu after my face started clearing up because I was so I, I was very impressionable. Yeah. I hung out with meth addicts in high school. Didn't do it by any means, but I thought they were fun. And we <laughs> like I don't know. I just didn't really have direction with right. anything that I did. I, I go to hardcore shows. I do all that. So jujitsu for me was direction. That's it was a lot of things. So I needed yeah. it. And not only did I have like uh, uh, something to do <laughs> instead of like sitting around hanging out with meth addicts, I was able to to really um, find strength. Literally, yeah. I was able to figure out what I was capable of. And I had a support group that I was just so comfortable with that looked after me. And, and then when you get into competition, I started competing three months in, you kind of get this like, yeah, we're in it together. And these yeah, people are really wanting yeah. to see you succeed. And I can't tell you how important that is. That's what I constantly look for. I constantly look for not just acceptance, but support in anything I do. And that's yeah. what I need out of a friendship. That's what I need out of a team. You know, that's what we look for. It feels so, like you're being part of a team, but not a stupid team. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, I'm allowed to take what they give me and decide whether I want to listen to it or not, which a right. lot of people can attest to. Uh, I don't always do. But they, you know, bad, with Gianni, bad advice was, happens. Yeah. That. So it was like with Gianni when he started, it was just like, yeah, uh, it's just what I do. Right. Just what I do. Now for me, it's what I do. If I but didn't do jujitsu, I'd be like, who am I? Yeah, but, you can't help but watch. I but, mean, you guys have both seen, you know, you see people, right. you know, 50, 60 year old guys who are just like emotionally attached to yeah. this on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. And it's they because it's it. filling yeah. in a, a hole that, you know, you it's just and part of being whoever they are, part of you. Right. Man, there's physical release. There's the support. Yeah. You feel like you could just be yourself. And honestly, like there's no greater bond than rolling with someone and, and like having your sweat go in their mouth. Yeah. Well, possibly uh, running on the, them. The first part about it, uh, until the sweat and mouth, you know? every podcast like, that one comes up. Yeah. Not the sweat part, but, right. but there I'm, is a special Yeah, and I'm, and like being a girl especially, like I kind of ha- like things can get really <laughs> awkward, especially when you're starting starting out in these positions. Right. And so, like I I speak sarcasm, and I that that's gotten me through everything. And well, so uh, when I am able to yeah. just like joke about something that I mean, some that's when, like the, the whole thing with the training partners. Like if someone's not going to laugh at my jokes, we just can't be friends. Right. Well, they're not great, but I mean, you got to like go along with it. You can't just stare at. Besides, me. in jujitsu, there's going to be farting on your friends. Yes. Yeah. So yes. And you just have to <laughs> own up to it. Yeah. 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 Right, like right. you know. It's, no, it's, I mean, I, so you, I, I, you get I, comfortable yeah. on a level that you can literally just be yourself. Like, I have girlfriends that I train with that, like, <laughs> like when we're cutting weight, we're like, God, I pooped this morning. It's amazing. I'm two pounds down. <laughs> you know, that's and they're not like, really oh my possible, gosh, that's okay. so great. That's so great. <laughs> Um, be like congratulations. Entire, Did you drink the poop cat, tea that I recommended? <laughs> um, like that's the conversations. That's what I needed in my life. Right, reality. <laughs> I'm the same like way. The yeah, yeah. Right. and like you're just faced with everything. You're faced with with like challenges. You're getting literally like someone's trying to choke you, and you have to figure out what to do in that moment. There's in, so many reasons like why yeah. that person is your best friend because they're even though they're choking you, like 
you're learning so much about yourself in the process and everyone is at the same time. And I think we lose sight of that with competition. And you're getting to know them too. There's like something about when you train with someone, you learn, you may not know what their mother's name is or like (laughs) if they have kids or like what they, but you know them. Yeah. Like you learn about each other when you. No, but you spend a a good portion, certainly in American school, being told to not do a long list of things. Right. Which, when you go to the jujitsu academy, are a long list of things that if you get good at, you're awesome. Right. Right. You know, don't push somebody and test your physical, you know, prowess against them. <laughs> do not, do not think at a million miles an hour and just come up with a bunch of things. Just talk really fast. Like you're not talking really fast when you're doing jujitsu. You are being really fast. You are you are as ADD as you can possibly yes. be when you're rolling, right? I mean, all those things, you're like, stop doing that. Stop. Yeah, a, a young woman, do not let anybody within this circle around you. This is, I'm drawing a circle around myself. It's about four feet wide. Right. If anybody comes close to they had best be your best girlfriend and you're about to hug because if not, that's a bad thing, right? Don't it's, close your legs around a man you don't well, know. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it, 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 you talk. So uh, I sinned 374 <laughs> times this week, father. <laughs> but, but, but you said it perfectly. It's like you get to be yourself. Yeah. A lot of people aren't like that. They don't care about all these things. That's great. But somebody who thinks too fast, somebody who just doesn't yeah. know how to handle their physicality and doesn't play, doesn't know how to throw a fucking ball or doesn't know, is small or isn't, you know, confident or doesn't know how to take control of a situation by themselves is always dependent on someone else. You can make a list, you know, uh, just it goes on not and on and forever. on. That I mean, all yeah. of this stuff is not being yourself. You get out into the jujitsu academy and you be yourself. It's yeah. right. like it's almost fantastic. the self that you were like as a child That's before all the other about. crap right, kicked right, in. Right. And so for me, especially with like with dealing with mental illness and stuff, like I thought, oh my God, it's a diagnosis or oh I'm I'm crazy or no one's gonna understand. You kind of realize like that person's kind of similar to me, you know? And then you get to these bonds where, fine, yeah, if you could talk about pooping, I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you could talk about, like, you know, your depression or, oh, I've, I get anxiety, you know? And like, those are always going to come out more during a competition, during cutting weight. Mm-hmm. If you see the real person when they're cutting weight. Yeah. And so these people are going to deal with you, quote unquote, you know? Like, well, I mean, just, yeah, and, and so yeah, well, there's like out a, there. Yeah, well, there's a, a guy thing, too, which is you don't talk about the things that are, that you're, that are, that are literally burning you. Right, right now you're walking around with a a, a four foot flame coming out and of it's the top gonna, of your but head. it's gonna come out <laughs> yeah. anyways right in jiu-jitsu like people are gonna sort of see it well, if you're well, around right. them outside enough. of jiu-jitsu yeah. it's gonna come out anyway and it's not gonna be pretty right, right? it's gonna burn all the people around you metaphorically or you're gonna just get end up in right. fucking jail or but kill somebody but at the somebody, same time like jiu-jitsu is like a release so well, really you kind of kind of recognize the other guys at jiu-jitsu who are doing this you know yeah. so i know this is a little off the topic that you guys started with but i, I feel like it it's a it's a powerful thing. There's a lot of pl- there's a lot of there's a lot of rooms in the jujitsu hotel, and some of them are like achievement, and some of them are like pushing yourself way farther than you know you ever thought you could, and some of them are just you know being professional athletes. So there's all these great rooms, but there's definitely a room for. This is the only place I really feel like I'm talking the truth right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so how does this fit to submit the stigma in particular so you are you talking about creating a series of events or what do you see or are you even that far into the thought process um i create the events just for the awareness so like people say like how can i donate and i'm like well it's not i mean 
all so my pro, what, like so, so. What is right. the dream, and and what what do you wish so, that people could do? All of my proceeds go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and so what happened? What really drove this is uh, a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, uh, I got a call that my dad shot himself in the head, and I was beside myself um right of course and i think like it for me i i was like you know what i'm gonna have to tell people this and that was a big thing right stigma and like people people will lie and say oh yeah there's something wrong with his heart or something you know they just don't want people to know my mom was literally on the uh, like found him and was screaming on our driveway you know waiting for the ambulance and the police to come well and then you know like all the neighbors can hear her and then the police went around and like because they almost I think initially it's a crime scene they're going right, to accuse of course, her of course. and so they literally pulled our neighbors as to like what happened you know there's a lot of stigma involved and so I realized that instead of trying to shy away from it I'm going to go directly towards it and that's kind oh, of what yeah. this campaign is about going directly towards mental health and mental illness awareness and so for me with my dad it was all right I'm not going to try and like make people feel sorry for me. I'm not going to try to make people feel sorry for my dad. I'm just going to use this as a way to make sure people are aware this happens. This is common. Uh, this is not something that's isolated to my dad because he right. was a certain way. This happens to a lot of people. It could happen to someone that you know. It could happen to you. And so that was the message. And I realized that jujitsu has helped me so much that I'm probably sure, you know, it helped a lot of other people. And I realized when I created a GoFundMe account, you know, it took me a while to picture where this could go. And I realized that with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, they have a lot of chapters in every single state. So they offer free services. And if people had any questions, they can go to their site, learn about mental health, learn about mental illness, and then they could get the help that they needed or whatever it is. So what is that website? National Alliance on Mental Illness. So NAMI.org. Say it again. NAMI.org. N-A-M-I. N a m i dot org. So is this a uh, is this? Oh no, it's just because obviously yeah. it takes yeah. a second to write it down. N a m i dot org, right? So is this a fundraising campaign? No. So originally it was. I wanted to raise funds because people kind of feel like they send their condolences and they send flowers and they send. I said in lieu of flowers and and anything else, you and we're not. You know, we don't need help with the funeral costs. Um, just donate money you know, help with this cause. And so then I realized how much awareness was important and how many jujitsu people were donating, how many jujitsu people were coming to me and saying, wow, you know, like I deal with this, I deal with that. And I finally was like, you know what? I do too. I deal with this a lot. I wrote a blog when I was a white belt, um, you know, all these blogs about my, my anxiety, you know, my slums, my depression and things like that. I've always been outspoken. And so now I sort of had like a targeted idea of how I was going to help people. So while I haven't created any programs that are like actually helping, like I'm not sitting here like creating a crisis hotline for people. But I mean, there that's are other, not what you're doing exactly. in your life. You're, there are existing so. things, but I can help people feel more comfortable. Do you see it? Do you see this going hand in hand with jujitsu? How well, does it? How do the two yeah, things relate? Because I think that like so, a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists will actually have yoga and equine therapy as like a referral, right? To say, well, that's, look, that's you know, along yeah. with this help that you're already getting from me, why don't we incorporate this into your life and you can enhance it? With are a lot of those people that are going over to the yoga and the equine therapy the kind of people that go to hardcore shows? Um. <laughs> No, okay, not well, usually. So, so you're saying really there tough. may be another solution? But, um, yeah, but I mean, 
Well, like with jujitsu, you know, why isn't jujitsu on that list? Exactly you know, like, at, yeah, I mean, right. jujitsu saved your life. Why isn't, why don't we have that right. down the line? I would love, love, love to create a referral program with jujitsu academies that offer discounts, offer whatever, like that psychiatrists and mental health professionals can lead you to. Well, I mean, because it, it does would have it be, could you tie, could, could jujitsu academies right now tie this to nami.org i mean is that they, they could possible they could call um, and say listen you know you know it's right, like right, some right, of the right, guys right, so the mission right. 22 thing and a number of people have been a number of academies around the uh, country have been opening their uh, doors to uh, leos you know to uh to right because officers you know I mean, there's a lot of there are people that'll just you know right, jujitsu guys bit, like some people they I will mean, just dive onto this and right, be like hey let's solve right, it right now but baby there's, but there's you know, a little so maybe bit there is. it's a little bit different for someone to say like Yes, I am here for my psychiatrist. And as you can see, the right, prescription right. The pad, they prescribed right, yeah. me some jujitsu for my depression. Like, it's, it's, it's not that not crazy. That Which would be awesome, actually. It's not be, that right? fucking crazy. It's like man. so much better than that some would be the drug that's right? like, you know what I mean? They walk in and, and Johnny's like, can you drill? Right. Can we drill right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I you know what? I could right now. Right? But like, I've been watching him too. He's like, they kind of like That guy's kind of crazy. They kind of go hand in hand. And so, like, I found the benefits, like, you know, so it's really just like rolling for a cause. And so, um, you know, the biggest thing is not the money. It's not. Well, it's great that I could help, you know, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's about the awareness and creating, um, like, a, a forum for people to talk. And I've noticed people have come to me. People have come to me and said, like, I was able to actually talk to my friends about my depression. And, I heard people you know, at the seminar yeah. talking about stuff that, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect hear. to hear in yeah, public. Like saying, that. I had this problem, you know. Da, da, yeah. da, da. Well, there's the that thing, too. It's, it's one thing to sort of blanket help everyone with awareness. And that's a great thing. But on the other hand, you could have already solved a problem like they don't put they, they don't put the firefighter that solved the problem with the sprinkler system and there was never a fire on the front page they right. put after there's a fire and there's a big disaster the firefighter that saves the cat gets on the front page so like if you guys are going and actually solving the problem you may never know that you're helping people out early enough so that it never becomes a problem i mean it's an right. interesting right. situation you're but, still doing a fantastic right. thing you just may not be getting any it's just that i'm not a mental health professional right, you know i right, actually get right, certified in mental health first aid um okay but i'm not running around trying to like save people from suicidal thoughts like mm-hmm. i can't but i can encourage people to start jujitsu if they haven't and i've just encouraged people to keep doing what they're doing and just feel comfortable like that's the hardest thing with mental health it's hardest thing people and and people will go into the doctors and say, look, I'm, I'm not sleeping well. I've got nausea. I've got the headaches all the time. And then they find out that it's not a, it, it, it's depression. Yeah, they right, find out that. that it's actually a mental illness, that, but they yeah. go in for physical symptoms. Like it's a real thing. Yeah. It's, it's real. Uh, it's absolutely you know, and it needs thing. to be absolutely. treated. And yeah. so people are not getting help. People are not able to even tell their close or, or, or they're you know? encouraged heavily to just bite, bite down. A long right. time ago, right. I had panic attacks and, I was like, holy shit, I'm dying. Like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm fucking dying right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm having a heart attack or something. Then I realized it was just, I mean, it was just a panic attack. (sighs) It's not just a panic attack. Yeah, holy shit, man. I really thought, like, I was dying. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you need to address it just as you would anything else, you know? Like, go check your head. Go, go, you know, you go to the dentist, you go to the eye doctor. Like, you know, everyone needs to have positive mental well-being and i think jujitsu helps people achieve that whether they realize it or not big time i uh my so 
the academy is awesome as it is. Um, doesn't pay all the bills, so I've you know I've got a day job and it's pretty stressful gig. And but you know I can tell like when I when I travel a lot and I'm away from home and I haven't had an opportunity to train like at some place I couldn't pack a gi. I'm like okay who you know there's not some place close. I get irritable, stressed. I don't feel good. Um, I start to doubt myself. I don't you know what I mean. These things without jujitsu like jujitsu is a huge de stressor for me. That's my my church, my psychiatrist, and my gym all at one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 I'm a huge believer. Roberto always said, like, I don't, you know, a lot of people like to train, but Jay has to train. <laughs> Jay doesn't train. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really know who I am. So I am, like, a huge believer in the power of jujitsu. Like, it sounds corny, but it has healing powers. It can help people learn about themselves and deal with themselves. So the fact that you're merging the two and really creating an environment for people to be able to talk about it openly and and not make it, you know, like people feel like they don't want to talk about it because they feel like there's something wrong with them. Yep. Like they have to be something I have to be embarrassed about. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I've dealt with depression or I that you're weak. That or only or I'm weak, weak, yeah. People, or I'm yeah. just, you know, fucking crazy. You know what I mean? And I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to tell people about it. Right. Instead, like why not we just admit the fact that we're all fallible and if there's a position that we're in where we could, a, a forum for us to kind of voice that and offer the fact that we think that we need a little bit of help here and maybe jujitsu can help. Well, yeah, I mean, life is so fucking long and, and it goes like this and it goes like this. And you're always like two or three events away from pretty fucking bad situation. Everybody is. It doesn't matter how much money you have or who, how many, who loves you or whatever. You're a couple of events away from it being pretty fucking bad. And probably it's going to happen sometime during your journey. And like the idea that there's something there that, that you have a, a team and it's not a stupid team mm-hmm. and you can like just put that shit there is, I'm telling you from personal experience, incredibly important. And uh, I we all know people that feel the same way. Like I said, it's also a fucking great sport, and it's also amazing, and you can travel the world and, and do all these awesome things. But it's weird how, again, not to shit on discus players, but I don't oh, know the discus man. guys are having this discussion. Oh, man. So Submit the, the discus, man. You know, the, you know? the, other cool, the other cool thing about this, I think, is that... Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been... Uh, the... The the very cool thing about it is that jujitsu is different from other sports or martial arts because of our community. We're pretty tight knit. Like we yeah. take care of each other. Like people you don't even know. Like we had a yeah. guy at our academy that's gotten cancer twice. Wow. Jeez. And people come out of the woodwork. Like people that don't didn't know Danny or like they're coming out of the woodwork because like hey one one of our brothers needs help. Yeah. And so you know the the I I really like submit the stigma because. It it collaborates so well with a community that's so tightly knit. Yeah, and empathetic, I mean? yeah. Right. 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 And it's just starting. Like, I feel yeah. like you're just starting and yeah. it's like happening. And, it's uh, funny. I was going to say the same thing. I wonder what this is like five years yeah. from now. This right. is a great Seriously. idea now. Yeah. So, but as you go forward and it sort of codifies. Yeah. So the event, October 2nd, it's, yeah. uh, where is it going to be? New York City in Queens. Nice. Um, it's going to be the day after Nogi Pans. So if you're in town for that already, like it's just the right, it's the next day and the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't discussed like a time yet, probably around like noonish around there. Um, and I'm, you know, I've already got Paula Meow to teach 
and I'm working on some other names. Gianni will probably end up teaching and, uh, you, you know, better. just because he's already there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sounds like you don't really have a choice. Even yeah. if you <laughs> no, I, like I, I kind of, she's been looking for names and, you know, we want to get different people, of course. I was at the last one, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I am available. <laughs> I am available. And she's like, she's like, no. Oh. <laughs> I, said, I said maybe. Man, we'll see. We'll if see. I need you to fill no, in. You yeah. said no. Yeah, you totally. <laughs> like, I want to find this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can maybe do something. I can do it. If you have. Yeah. To. You're like, I kind of know what I'm doing, and yeah. this is kind of this is kind of my thing. Like, like yeah, I'm show one thing. Come on. So okay. people out there Plus like you're from uh, California now, yeah. so it's like totally different, you know? Right. You're if people out there with the don't know how to get in touch with you guys or like find out what you're doing, do we have like some stuff? Submit the stigma dot, dot org, right? Yes. Let me be more specific. If someone uh, like you're going to California, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mind me asking? I, I don't want to call you out, but are you going to go there relatively soon? I'm going there in October. Okay, yeah. you're going to be right in October, after, right? right after so you guys get done. If, with, if, gonna... So pretty much all of the famous stars, you notice all of a sudden, one by one, people are all starting the jujitsu, right? You get Vince Vaughn jumped in, right. like all these people are jumping in, right? So you got to do some privates. So oh. if so if you know. Matthew McConaughey or some dude wants to have no. wants to have. He pirates. doesn't need jujitsu. Fuck that guy. How do they get in? How do they get in touch with you? Do you have like a GiannoDrippo.com kind of thing? How does someone I get is, in touch with Gianni? It is actually GiannoDrippo.com. It is. Yeah. By the way, by the way, Johnny, I totally know this. I'm just. Uh, I know. Again, so allowing you to talk. Could you just talk about that for a second? How do yeah. people get in touch with you? How would you like them to get in touch with you? A Twitter He's guy. Stuck. Yeah, really, anybody can get in touch with me. Anyway. I mean, I could, so yeah. obviously they let anybody. Specifically <laughs> how? How do people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me by going on to my website, giannigrippo.com, um, spelled G-I-A-N-N-I, last name G-R-I-P-P-O.com. C-O-M. Uh, <laughs> in case you don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook at that same name, you know, um, on both a fa- uh, on both a fa- uh, person's page, <laughs> but if you and really you if you really want to get in touch with Gianni Grippo, you should definitely go to Aaron Hurley's Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. and how and, yes. and how would they get in touch with you on Facebook, Aaron Hurley? E R I N E R I N. Uh huh. H E R L E. So it sounds like the brand, but it's not spelled like the brand. No, it's not. H E R L E. It sounds like the synonym for puke. But that's not <laughs> what it is. Hurl. It's H-E-R-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Right. So the bottom line is that German. you you would, you both would consider giving privates to famous movie stars. <laughs> not even so, that. Yeah, just anybody. Pretty much anybody. Give me your money. If I, if I was yeah, feeling pretty cool until you, were you were the said anybody. Because right now, who's the go-to guy? It's like Horian, right? Is that, am I right? Who's the... No. What? Uh, Machado. The, yeah, Higa Machado. Machado. Oh, Higa Machado. I'm sorry, right? Machado and right. Franginia. Right. All right. So, yep. But you're saying if you wanted more of a personal approach, just you, know, you didn't want to get into the whole academy thing. Not that you want to take anything away from those guys. They're fantastic guys. I'm not saying that. But someone just wanted to get in touch with someone. You know, just get some good high-level private a, instruction. Get a new look. Yeah, Ryan. a new look. <laughs> right. Well, no, because obviously... All the actors are doing the Brazilian jiu-jitsu now, you know. The so, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. Right. The well, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. So if that's the case. I can, uh, the, I can the vouch answer, for his private do you have um, a, do awesomeness. You, do you yeah. have a? Do you have like a fighting nickname like Gianni the thing? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We like nope. to call him Wonder Boy. And Ooh. one time I yeah, was but like, man, we need a logo. Yeah, so it's I took the taken, Wonder Bread though, yeah. logo yeah. and I changed it to Grippo. <laughs> and it yeah. surprisingly looked really good. The MMA thing, though, there's a Wonder Boy now, like so that's not going to work so, as well. Wonder but you could bread. be the answer to the to these actors' problems is what I'm saying. Yeah. So let me, Or just Wonder generally bro. rich or rich people in general. Anybody, any rich people who are just trying to add it on, you know. I told yeah. these guys they would be home by six o'clock. Right. So, <laughs> so one. I so lied. I'm so sorry. One, but it was so great okay. talking yeah, to you guys. It was a lot of fun. One thing great. I will say, guys out there, like, um, just a quick plug. Like, if you're out there, you know, you've got an academy, you're looking to bring in a world Seriously. class guy. This is one of the best seminars you can get. Gianni breaks that he's very technical. He knows what makes these techniques work. He knows how to put them together, and he knows how to teach your students. And so, he's he's honest as fuck too. This if you can't yeah. hear from this conversation, these two people are not hey. making this shit up. You can't bullshit for two and a half hours. This is how it happens. You Actually, guys are the real our character. Deal. Really, yeah. we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you really don't. They're you really a couple of assholes. Right yeah, Their characters are nice. You guys yeah. are no Spencer Pratt. Uh, no, and they're the real deal. And uh, yeah. I could I, I I could not recommend you guys. Yeah, anymore. I mean we've had you, you a couple yeah. times. We'll definitely yeah. do it. It's going to happen again, no doubt. Yeah, that's going to happen you guys. again. You should one hundred percent go to the submit the stigma seminar October second. Check it out. Uh, SubmitTheStigma.org, GianniGrippo.com. Uh, you mentioned Nami.org, N-A-M-I.org. Um, get your learn on. Yeah, yeah, thank you, you so much for yeah, coming. Thank you guys thank you. for, for all of us. The whole thing. Let us go home now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Unshackle us. <laughs> no, you cannot leave. You must stay until we drill. Yeah, yeah we can drill. Now. No, don't. Yeah.